So we are celebrating the life and music of Eddie Van Halen and the birthday of Joe Meyer. <laughs> Great. Happy Two birthday, equal buddy. milestones. <laughs> Absolutely. So Van Halen, one of my all-time favorite bands. Uh, when did you guys first hear Van Halen? You want me to go first? Good, do it. All right. Jimmy, um, the guitar player. So Van Halen one came out, I was 10. So I didn't, I, I seriously learned about them or uh, would have been women and children first. Um, and it was from uh, my buddy Sean McGarry's older brother, who also was the guy that had like all the world's a stage. And like, you know, we had Kiss when mm-hmm. I was yeah. eight. We had that was Kiss. And there wasn't another band. There just there. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew there were other bands, uh, but there they didn't like I didn't care about Seals and Crofts or Carly Simon. <laughs> they didn't spit fire or even like Kansas. Yeah. It's like, you know, Kansas was, you know, like I knew those things were out there like Boston. But like I didn't want to be Barry Goudreau or any, you know, I wanted to be and no offense to Barry Goudreau. But uh, but yeah, like I wanted to be Ace Freely. Mm-hmm. And so the Van Halen stuff kind of started to trickle in. Um, through older brothers and things like that. And then the one I remember, like this album just came out and somebody's older brother had it was Women and Children First. And just the, mm-hmm. the that thing, as soon as yeah. that happened, I was like, I'm going to listen to this whole thing. And they, them and Aerosmith were the band that replaced mm-hmm. Kiss for me. Right on. Um, like I left the Kiss cult and joined mm-hmm. those two cults. Yeah, I think Women and Children First, my neighbors would lend me albums. And I think that was the first Van Halen. And I was pretty young. I was probably, uh, probably like seven or eight. Yeah, in eighty, I was twelve. So yeah. it was like sixth grade. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, so it was pretty cool. So yeah, so I probably had that in probably eighty one, eighty two, and then the first Van Halen record I bought was nineteen eighty four, nah. which Eric, to his dismay. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> not I, not the one to start with, but yeah. So I had a little yeah. bit of. I didn't. I didn't really listen to Van Halen one until later. Like like I said, I mean, 1984 is a great record, but it's not, you know, it's not that middle finger that Van Halen <laughs> was yeah. for us, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm the same as Jimmy. I was Kiss Army from the time yeah. that I was 10, you know, uh-huh. painted my face for Halloween and all that stuff, and still, and they have their place, and they're awesome, mm-hmm. and, yeah. but, the, man, for me, the whole point of Van Halen is, like, I was there for the whole arc like I picked up a bass when I was 15 and Van Halen came out you know and so I lived in LA and um you know Van Halen one came out and we were all you know it was it was the early 80s late 70s early 80s and I was already in high school and everybody was a Van Halen fan I don't know I mean it's probably the same for you Jimmy but when when I was in high school if a band came out with an album a big band came out with an album. Everybody had uh-huh. it. It wasn't like, "Are you going to get that album?" It's like, "Did you ha- did you get it yet?" Uh-huh, yeah. And so, you know, uh, what was the first single? Was um, oh, on which album? The first. They're very. It was fr- the Kings. Oh, run, run yeah. with the yeah. devil. No, no, run. no. That was the first song oh. on the first record. Yeah. But the first single was the Kings. You really got. Oh, you really yeah. got. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was the first thing. But yeah. you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, everybody heard it. It was on the radio, mm-hmm. so everybody. It started to kind of trickle into. It became like mm-hmm. the vernacular See, real I fast. I don't remember them on FM radio at that point. 
Like I'm maybe I'm sure California was yeah, different. Yeah, I, I, man, like I'm right. I'm old. My memory's a little foggy. <laughs> right. I'm just I'm just you know I don't remember like what. Because I remember station like sitting wrong, through like Boston and Kansas and going, when are they going to play some? Va-? And they yeah. never, you know, like that was that's where I, the, the older brother part of it comes in for me. Was it was something that was kind of passed down, um, and also there was like, you know, there's just the the I don't know the um, oh what's the fucking word I'm looking for. Mystique, yeah, mystique to yeah, this yeah. thing where like it, you couldn't see it you know this pre-mtv pre like right. there was though no, you couldn't watch them on instagram <laughs> or any of that like there was just this thing that that you had and i was too young to see them live so uh to like to it was the passing of the torch kind of thing it's funny like literally yeah. joe and i were talking about that exact thing yesterday yeah. you know it's like there are a number of reasons to me why Van Halen will will be forever the last great band of gods. You know what I mean? Um, there's the excess that they that they the debauchery mm-hmm. is unacceptable these days. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. they're gonna get me too to death. You know what I mean? <laughs> nothing against me too. I'm, yeah. I'm all I'm I'm down. But, Different times, yeah. But and it's that and and there was no access. Like what you saw of them was their pictures on the album mm-hmm. cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you'd see them in concert or a video yeah. on MTV, even when MTV, even, yeah. but before yeah. MTV, or like, like with yeah. Jimmy Cream right. magazine, hit yeah. parade or it's that's like, right. yeah, that's where, 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 you, you know, it was then, like yeah. only the gods were in those magazines. Yeah. And, you know, to me, like as a 15 year old kid, when I, when I looked at a rock star like that, uh-huh. it was like a different realm, you know, like when they get up to go to the bathroom, they don't walk. They float, or somebody comes in and carries them on a throne. They don't have to they go to the bathroom. They don't shit. No. You know, it's, like, it's, it's like, you know, they don't yeah. do, like, they're not people. They don't do the things. They don't pay that bills. They just do. rock all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, they don't, like, I, I always had this feeling, and this may be the case with Eddie, and it's the same with, like, some of my base heroes, mm-hmm. like Jocko and those guys and Stanley Clark. They were never not great. Mm-hmm. Like, right. somebody said, to Jocko, here's a bass, and he's like, oh, let me try that, and Teen Town came out, you know what I mean? And, like, that's how I feel about those yeah, guys. Like, yeah. Eddie picked up a guitar, and, hmm, how many strings, six? Okay, here's Eruption, bam, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. There's never, you don't think of them as having a learning curve, yeah. or you just, they're just, you know, they're gods. Yeah, right. well, the cool thing with Eddie, and I saw a video earlier where he was, um, he was talking about he never had any music lessons, and he said, if I would have, I, w- I wouldn't have came up with all these techniques. Right. So yeah. he basically well, just... School will ruin you, before kids. We, before that. we move on to the, before we move on to that, I want to hear yes. when, just because Joe's younger. I want to hear when Joe first yeah. got fan. Well, it, it's true. I, I was like I was telling you guys before we got started was I, it was really around the 92, 93 because that's when I was 10, 11 years old. <laughs> as I'm God. getting laughed at. Uh, I, I I love that. I was, I was leaving my first well, wife, you know, and then. but I, I will say this, and, and this, but this was an interesting time to grow up. Sorry, that'll go. Chilly. Uh, <laughs> no, the uh, you know, growing up at that time with them at that level, they had already done so much. So when I really became conscious of them with like, here's the new Van Halen album. It was right now which wasn't just a single it was a single a video a pepsi campaign oh yeah, yeah. i mean and they were already then like this like business enterprise right there was cabo wabo there was uh-huh. crystal pepsi there was and they were like they were larger than anything mm-hmm. they were bigger than pepsi they were like yeah, oh yeah. my god this is and same thing you know i mean I, you know i had older sisters and it was like oh yeah jump that was still Van Halen too, but it was 
that other weird guy, David Lee Roth, who's <laughs> kind of like a clown who did videos of him in fat suits. Right. And, oh, I like that guy. Karate uh, and yeah. uh, samurai swords. But this is really funny, too, because my first... this Here you go. The second compact disc <laughs> I ever bought was, the day it came out, Van Halen Balance. So that was the last Sammy Mm -hmm. album. And, you know, it's just, again, time, perspective, and all that. But, like, that was kind of my jumping on of when they were there. But when I heard all the Roth stuff, that was the stuff I fell in love with. I loved, I mean, Fair Warning still probably is my favorite. That or two is still probably my favorite Van Halen albums. Mm -hmm. Just to sit and put on and listen to because Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, I jumped on then. And so in 96, I got real excited. But then it was a real big letdown when, you know, hey, we're on stage. And it never really happened. But, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I respect this. I mean, of course, the Sammy stuff was crucial to them. I mean, it was, you know, those four, what do they say? All four of those albums yeah. were number one. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's, you know, I mean. I don't think any of the first five were. were no, when, maybe no. Wasn't it in 1984? No? no. I, don't, I don't know. But I know every Sammy album was a number one. And they were. It just goes to show you how little that matters. <laughs> I mean, they were huge. That was the thing to me, too, is, you know, coming up then and seeing them, like, there was still, obviously, like we said, no Instagram, no YouTube there wasn't like, hey, mm-hmm. Sammy Hagar tweets like, this is what I had for breakfast. Right. I didn't shave. That You didn't yeah, see yeah. that. Right. Like, all you saw was like the MTV commercial of them sitting in front of their stage that looked like the USS Van Halen going, An aircraft we're going carrier. everywhere on the planet on this tour. And you were like, this is the most massive thing I've <laughs> ever yeah. seen. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, bigger than words, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, well, Live Without this... Net, still a great concert film. I mean, <laughs> with that, the parachute pants. Live, on. Yeah, where they had those pantalones. <laughs> Dude, the thing is, the thing is, it's it's an era that can't come back because of because of the internet and yeah. social media and all that. But it's like, th- like Jimmy said, it's that mystique. There's mm-hmm. mystery. Yeah. You don't know anything about these guys, and when you see them, it's the event. Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> was the Prince of Darkness, right. and people Gene had Simmons was the devil about yeah. Judas Priest, and now yeah. it's just yeah, like yeah. Yeah, fucking Judas Priest, Ozzy. Hey, Ozzy Osbourne's on a history show now. Yeah, it's right. like, yeah, what yeah. happened, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, for me, that that's the last, the last great one. You know, like, mm-hmm. you can make the argument that Guns N' Roses was the last band like that, mm-hmm. but they, you know, they're not in the same stratosphere as Van Halen, so... I would put them in the uh, stratosphere. I, w- I would agree with Jimmy yeah. on that. I yeah. disagree with everybody who disagrees <laughs> with me. <laughs> They're great. Like, yeah. there's no doubt. Yeah. They're great. But he, here's the thing. Here's but the, I mean, dude, look at that. Line. I mean, this is a really good. This is a really good thing. Uh, like, you you look at somebody like Eddie Van Halen and where he took the guitar, yeah. and then you had this entire era of people trying to catch up to Eddie Van uh-huh. Halen, and then you had Slash, who didn't play anything like Eddie Van Halen and was borrowing from the guys pre Eddie yeah. Van Halen sure. with his point. own shtick on it, mm-hmm. and that guy did as much as. I won't say as much as Eddie, but made the shift. Like, dude, you didn't have a Floyd Rose after 1989, you know, or 1991. Mm-hmm. Right. You had a Les Paul, and that's that. I, I think whether or not the band is the same thing as Van Halen, I think what Slash did is very comparable to Edward in a shift in how mm-hmm. everybody went. You know, like the majority yeah. of players. We're like, oh, dude, I got. I did it, 
You know, like this Floyd Rose sounds like shit. I'm gonna get Les Paul. You know, can I cuss on this? Sure. Okay. It's too late now. Sure yeah. as hell, hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Bleep you out. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. That is interesting. I mean, you know, um, and we talked about this with like the you know the, the '90s bands. There was like that thing, but like, and again, this is not you know. I'm a Pearl Jam fan, and Pearl Jam's been around for 30 years now. I still just can't view Pearl Jam the same way I view Van Halen. And it's not, I'm not diminishing Pearl Jam, or right. I well, don't it's mean, the same way. I'm not saying anything about Jesus it, as a personal thing, <laughs> but, no, it's, but it's yeah. the same way it's that your own I personal Jesus. I can't see Van Halen the same way I see Jimi Hendrix or the mm. Beatles. Like, yeah, just right, because yeah. it's that thing that's slightly before your time that again was kind of grandfathered in like mm-hmm. you have to like this or you're like led zeppelin is the same thing yeah like um but because we lived through some of van halen you know that i think that makes it uh slightly less as gigantic mm-hmm. as the other things yeah. even though it's gigantic yeah. you know? right I, look i i I'm a couple years older than Jimmy, maybe a little more than a couple years older. But like I, I, I my seriously, dr- how how much older are you than me? I'm gonna be older than you this year by a number of years okay. in a number of weeks. Um, <laughs> but you still look good. I look. I feel. I feel uh, my age. I'll never. I'll never. I'll never. Colostomy bags hanging. <laughs> I'll never. Uh, I'll never look as old as I am. I'll never be as old as I feel. Anyway, <laughs> thank you very much. I'll be here. Um, I'll be here all week, but I won't remember it. Okay. Um, so like my journey as a musician, uh-huh. like, like was at the same time as Van Halen. Uh-huh. So I, I right. started and there they were. It's like, okay, who do you want to be? I want to be those guys. And that was it. And then uh-huh. I lived in LA. So it's Hollywood. It's where they yeah, started. Yeah. Uh, it's the clubs. Like I played the clubs that they played. That's cool. Whiskey and, and all of those clubs. Whiskey, and, yeah. everything. But the, I never played the Starwood. Uh-huh. I think that was gone by the time... I started, but it was, you know, it was the, the Roxy and the Whiskey and the uh-huh. Trudor and yeah. just all those clubs that, that they played. And so I was on those stages. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, I don't know what it was like anywhere outside of L.A., but, like, in Hollywood, <laughs> like, you had the hairband thing, mm-hmm. and it's hard to make that connection. But even though it was, a, it was like the clown version of rock and roll, <laughs> everyone was trying to be Van Halen, even yeah, though yeah. nobody sounded like Van yeah, Halen. Sure. And it wasn't that they yeah, didn't Motley sound- Crue was trying to be Van Halen. Of course. And, you know, and, like they, and the those- reason they didn't sound like Van Halen is because they couldn't. But it wasn't because right. they didn't want to. You know, every guitar player, here's, here's what it is. Like, you look at all those old bands, and, and I don't mean old in a disrespectful way. I mean before, like the era before Van Halen. And the great bands, you know, the Who and Zeppelin and the Stones and timeless, legendary Mm -hmm. bands. Every one of those bands, you could have a legit conversation if you had to, if that Mm -hmm. was a thing. Like, who's the guy in that band? And you can have discussions all day about who's the guy in the Stones or who's Mm -hmm. the guy. And there's no discussion with Van Halen. It's it's Eddie. Mm -hmm. And without Eddie, you know, no disrespect to Michael, but he's, you know, he's working at a service station. and, and, (laughs) And Dave's that crazy dude who... You know, where spandex comes in, he goes, ow! You know, it's, <laughs> it's like, what the hell is this guy? And but they, you know, it, Eddie was the, Eddie was the yeah, machine, yeah. and that was he was it. like the pinnacle of that. That's it. Yeah. And well, so, then, and then you have the brothers. You have that that like yeah, yeah. The, the, absolutely the way but, the drums and the guitar It's a very interesting thing too because you know Eddie's impact on the guitar 
we don't even need to talk about that. This ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Alex, you know, had a very significant impact on the drums. It wasn't as I think as significant as Eddie equal to guitar. Right. But there was a thing with Alex where it's like Alex has a thing. Yeah, yeah. The snare sound, all that. But even the way he the plays. hat thing. Yeah, where it's like if you put Alex in another band, you might oh, yeah, be like, be eh, really uh, fucked up. I don't know about that. <laughs> like, you know, but like Alex was so much a part of it. It, it really was, to me, like that Van Halen sound it was the yeah. brothers. It yeah, was yeah. the weird kind of greasy and Alex mixed with the, <laughs> the crazy virtuosity yeah. of. Eddie, yeah. yeah, you know, and then you kind of had like your circus barker in the front, you know. Yeah. That's all, and he was a, you know, he, I mean, yeah, he was a, a, it was a ringmaster. Yeah, I, I was yeah. Uh, anyway. I just want to just finish up that. that Sorry point. about that. No, it's no problem. <laughs> Keep doing this. This is what we're here it's for. Fun, yeah, I'm, I'm but having a like, blast. All the bands were trying to be Van Halen. Mm-hmm. That was that was that was the the, the blueprint and the roadmap, mm-hmm. and yeah. that was whatever it was trying to be. Yeah, but. You have Eddie to thank for the reason that every band had that guitar player, uh-huh. and and I don't know how. Again, I don't know how it was outside of L.A., but in L.A., your band was only as good as your guitar, your lead right. guitar player. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there was just all the they, they, they were all guys were like superhuman mm-hmm. players. Everyone, yeah. even guys you didn't hadn't heard of, you're like, what the hell planet was this guy on? And that's all because of Eddie. Yeah, yeah. All the great cats, um, and some of the cats that are still doing it today. From then, it, it's all because of Eddie. Yeah, yeah, and he, and it's not that not not the the whole great guitar player thing, but the way it was like the you know like the guitar player like the Michael Jordan of guitar, you know, like sports guitar. Absolutely, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That that and and it was like and it was you know bands were cutting heads. It was the truth. Like you'd go in and you know your you, your band would be watching the other band and soundcheck. How good's their guitar player? All right, I better go warm up and you know I'm gonna. How did that make you feel as a bass player? I, hey, I had a gig. That's all I cared about. I was in a band. I was getting the chicks. That's look, look, no, look, no disrespect. The over chicks. No, no, <laughs> I was the guitar player. I could. I didn't play guitar, but I was I was the good looking kid in my band. All right, so you know I picked up I I picked up bass because. Everybody played guitar and drums, mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay, if I pick up bass and you know, I can pump out a couple of notes, we can play some songs like ACDC mm-hmm. and the chicks will come running. But, you know, like, I got good pretty quick, so I'm like, oh, I think I can actually do this. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was playing in, in bands on the Sunset Strip, and, and uh, like, my band liked my bass playing but honestly nobody gave a shit about bass players back then <laughs> <laughs> seriously it's like <laughs> i don't know if anybody gives a shit about bass players now but they definitely didn't back then it, and and so for me i guess i have to thank like i don't know flea maybe or less claypool or less for, for people paying attention to bass players but yeah but flea Paul was more McCartney is a guy to yeah think. but nobody cared <laughs> but back then it wasn't yeah. honestly as great as McCartney is, yeah. and he's a legend. Back mm-hmm. then, nobody really cared, dude. Mm-hmm. Seriously, the, when, the Rage Against Machine guy is another like modern bass player that people go like, Tim Comerford, that's a good guy, yeah. best bass mm-hmm. tone yeah. on earth. Yeah. But here's the funny thing: it, it's like kind of related to this. Like <laughs> everybody got rid of their Fenders, everybody got rid of their you know their P basses and their Strats and all mm-hmm. this stuff, and you know for Charvels and Kramers and and all that crap. And now today, those guys. Like, I thank God I never, I was too young to have like a real fender. So all of my bases mm-hmm. were those stupid bases to start with. So I didn't, I don't have that story of God, I sold my fender and I got an aluminum neck Kramer, you know, and I think man, that's those a, guys. Yeah, you know, that's a funny story. Like, I remember we're, uh, filling into the guitar shop one day and there was the 
Guitar Aficionado magazine, but it was one with Eddie on the cover. It was, right. And it was like the Eddie Van Halen collection. And there was a great story in there. What was the guitar shop, Jimmy, that was out in St. Charles? Oh, St. Charles Guitar Exchange. Was that the, the guy who kind yeah, of Yeah, that dealt- was Dan. They, they, okay. were, they were buddies. So there was a great story in there. And this, this to me was like summed up Eddie, which made me laugh, was one interview I saw with him, too, where he's talking about gear, and he was just like, ah, you know... I mean, I built this one, and I, I didn't know how to wire anything, so I just ripped this shit out. And, and that guy, Dan, I guess, brought him like a 60-something Strat yeah. in like mint condition <laughs> one day at like Riverport. And he goes, hey, man, you know, and, and the story's in there. And Eddie's like, hey, he hands me this guitar. And I'm like, this is cool. And, and Dan's like, yeah, man, that's a you know, 63 Strat mint. And Eddie's like, I'll take it. And he goes, cool. All right, man. He's like, yeah, yeah. And he goes, I grabbed a a screwdriver and then I just scratched EVH into it. And he goes, I looked up in Dan's face, like dead. And he goes, what did you do that for? He goes, now I know it's mine. And he goes, you just like that's like a dude. He just he added ten thousand dollars to the price of that guitar. Give a shit, you know, just. And, and, like, he had a picture of it there, and you could see it. Was like, EVH just right yeah. on the Dude, bridge. if I had the money, I've always, like, because I would go down to the guitar conventions, and there's all this, oh. you know, worship of these old guitars that are, like, tigers in cages that no one's ever going to, they're never going to eat anything ever again. They're just going to get fed stuff, you know? Like, right. nobody's going to play these guitars. Right. And I always said, man, if I had the dough... I would I would walk in there with a tech right next to me with, like, a big tool belt, and I would buy an old guitar, and I'd be like... We're gonna put the humbucker right here and just like, <laughs> and just like, you know, just, just walk into the Frank yeah, guitar yeah, show. Just, just yeah. like take an old guitar and be yeah. like, yeah, the hum- I think this needs a humbucker. What do you think? You got your router? Yeah, <laughs> exactly the same thing. Yeah, here's my nineteen here's my nineteen fifty nine P bass. I put a jazz bass pickup right by the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. The beauty, and this is one of the beauties of uh, about Eddie, and and we can talk about this more, but like how much he changed gear mm-hmm. and. And uh, when I I wrote a thing about Van Halen 2 and just about Eddie in general, and back then when he was coming up, Fender guitars had single coil pickups and Gibson guitars had humbucking pickups or P90s or whatever. And he was the first guy to go, well, what happens if you put a Gibson pickup in a Fender guitar? Hmm. And that is the whole like you can hear like if you listen to van halen zero the like the simmons demos he's still playing a stratocaster you know that's that's a single coil pickup and that's the only element of his sound of the brown sound that's not there yet on those Mm. demos is it's still got that it's still got the the richie blackmore and Mm -hmm. the hendrix and like that stuff is still on top and van halen one is the crystallization of humbucking pickup you know gibson pickup in fender guitar and that makes it go boom wow and no one had ever thought of that prior to him and that's, that's where great. the super strats came from that's where every like all of a sudden every fender type guitar had mm-hmm. a gibson type pickup in it and mm-hmm. that was that was the basis of his whole thing i mean other than the other complex elements that he did a whole bunch of uh, trickery hot, yeah, and, and wiring yeah and yeah wiring. I mean there was there was all kinds of things and I don't even think he knows exactly what he did back then like because one of the 
biggest things with him was where the echo was placed. Um, and it's one of the reasons I think that I still can't play a dry amplifier is because I, there's on the recordings, there's a plate reverb and there's also a, like a slapback. And if you sit in a car and you listen to a Van Halen record, the dry is in the is in the right speaker and then the all the echo and everything that's bouncing is in the left speaker and that's what gives it that and that's don landy who engineered all mm -hmm. yeah, those yeah. records right. and uh but that like where the echo came in was kind of somehow after like if you plug an echoplex into the front of a marshall amp and crank it up goes bang, 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 and it's like <laughs> super loud and the echoes too much but if you put that echo after that amp is happening, before it hits the speaker, mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's this like you're in a room with something, and it's huh. and it's happening. Um, and that was like just some of the things that were simple things now with the technology that we had, but that he figured out with his ears um, that made the brown sound that spawned everybody that right. made gear for the next you know 20 years mm -hmm. it's almost like well it's what makes him it, what's what made him a genius it's almost like reverse engineering mm -hmm. yeah. it's yeah. not like he said let's see what it'll sound like if i do this it's like he had this sound in his head and like how the fuck do i get this sound yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. the thing it's like yeah. this is what i want to sound like and no nobody's doing this so how do i figure right. it out and then I, and then i was i was just at dan fazio's house yeah. And, and Jimmy's going to understand this better than me, and you'll, you'll have to elaborate on it because it was genius to me. We were listening to Unchained and Mean Streets, and I think they're both drop D, right? At least Unchained is, right? Uh, Unchained is drop D. Okay, yeah. so he did a tuning thing where he, 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 the, the guitar was slightly out of tune to make, to, to, to make it sound the way it did, but mm -hmm. it was like an intentional thing that he did. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Well, the, I mean, he used to use the Eventide, the Eventide Harmonizer a lot for stuff like that. That would slightly, that would, that would put it like two cents off of Yeah, that's what his, he was talking yeah, about. Yeah. That's, that's fucking brilliant. And yeah. there's nothing well, it's that, and I mean, it's, more it's, ferocious it's, than it's, that sound. It's taking the, it's lowering the wattage or lowering the voltage uh, like the very nobody had ever heard of a variac until Eddie Van Halen happened, and he would take an amp that was supposed to be seeing, you know, 110 or whatever, and he would drop it down to 89. So the amp's just going, <laughs> "Where's the rest of the stuff?" You know, and then you can jack it up yeah. more, and it gets, you know, and all these people that he was playing with were, you know, the Ted Nugents and the Joe Perrys, and these guys had their rigs, and everything sounded awesome, and they heard this, and they're like, "How? What? Mm -hmm. It like?" how is that happening and he was doing these kind of scientific and yet at the same mm -hmm. time really primal ways of well i want this to have more juice he was using the same stuff they were using mm -hmm. yeah. you know he just applied very small things that had giant you know seismic changes in how uh the end result mm -hmm. of and you then you put his hands into the equation, and you have oh, a, yeah, a whole yeah. other thing. You know, it can't be understated that those those modifications and those things were nobody had mm -hmm. done them; they were his. Like yeah, he yeah. did them. Like that's amazing to me. And you know, like you're, it's like it's very few. Like I, I'm one of those people who feels like everybody's got a a, a talent, mm -hmm. but it's like the lucky few who find what that is. Yeah. I mean, you know, talk about a guy who found what he was put on earth to do. Mm -hmm. it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. If there was a thing about that band. And I think the Rick Beato video where he was talking about, you know, what Van Halen was and 
Oh, that was very interesting because I think there's a... It, obviously, there's Eddie. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's Alex. Obviously, there's those things. But when you even get farther <laughs> down the line of, like, the vocal harmonies... Michael. Oh, the, the, yeah. the songs, the... You know, the, even the weird little breakdowns where it's always just like, you know, the, you know, hey, babe, hello, how are you? And like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Templeman talking about, come on, Dave, give me a break. break. Stuff yeah. like that was just like. You'll get some leg tonight for sure. Yeah, like, what was any of that? I mean, it, you know. That's all Dave, for I, sure. I think there was a Yeah, great, that was a carnival atmosphere <laughs> And the David Lee Roth autobiography, which is the, just. Everyone buy it. <laughs> there was a great story in there where he was talking about. I felt so sad for him at the end of that book. <laughs> I've not read that yet. Dude, oh, dude, it's, 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 it's like twenty something years old. Now. Yeah, I, I'll it's have to read it. Like by the yeah. by the end of it, you're just like, this is really. <laughs> what is it? Everything but the sun or it's something. Crazy, yeah. crazy from okay, and, and, oh, not and, even and, close. And he does this. He talks about this great story about. <laughs> it's, it, it, okay. I'm, you you come back to this. Yeah. It's basically imagine Fonzie <laughs> writing a book at thirty five. Sounds Fonzie. Some some chapters are like three sentences. And so the Tuscadero twins. But he had a, he did have a great. Oh. There's there's a ton of great stories in there where he talks about they were reporting oh. women and children first, and he goes. And one day I woke up and I'm. You got to do it in the voice, man. One day I woke up, man, and I was like, I'm gonna jog today. And he's like, talks about how he jogged and he had a smoothie and he did push-ups and he ate a salad and he came in and they're like, okay, Dave, roll. And he was like, I've seen a lot of people that are looking for a movie. And Ted Templeman was like, what? No, stop. What was that? And he goes, well, I'm jogging. And the cut, because the talk back came on. He hears Ted Templeman say something like. Somebody get him three joints and two cheeseburgers stacked. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have sheep a lot of people that have a whoop a fop a moopy. Yeah. And it's like, that's it. I mean, but I mean, like, we were talking about the live concerts. So oh, my listen God. To the bootlegs and, and you're like, okay, here comes the first verse. Nope. <laughs> and then at the end, you just hear, Oh! Yeah. And you're like, oh, or not. And then, the harmony, and then the harmonies are spot yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Having, having never seen them at, at the height of their powers, uh, the things that I have seen, like, I'm glad that I didn't see it. Like, uh, even though, like, the, the rest of the thing is awesome, mm-hmm. but they're obviously coked out of their skulls. <laughs> everything is twice as fast, uh, probably way louder than it needs to be. Dave never like I don't know how they got him to sing on those records because if you hear him on those albums he has he's great. there's a rhythm to it yeah. Yeah. Swings, yeah. you know the, like his yeah. where he's where he's landing like yeah. is rhythmically correct it's and killing. then to see him do that live and have no it's, it's like he's listening to it's like another <laughs> band or something and so, yeah, yeah. Well, I was saying to Joe yesterday, there's that really famous video a couple years ago of Motley Crue and, and Vince Neil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's you know what I'm talking about, like Vince yeah. Neil singing. Yeah, and it's just, fr- and then somebody puts yeah. subtitles underneath. The, <laughs> oh, yeah. That was that was Roth every, every song. Yeah. It's like you know they he he hit a word like blah, and then nothing would happen, and well, then then go wow, you know, and then the harmonies would come in, and then he'd mm-hmm. miss the next line, but he'd be swinging his hips and jumping yeah. around, and no, then his Dude, whole sure. job was yeah. to point at Eddie. I yeah. love. 
Romeo Delight. It's one of my favorite Van Halen songs, and I've never seen him sing the fucking song. Not one fucking, like, he, see my ID, want to clip my wings, don't have to show you proof of anything. He never yeah. sang that line. <laughs> Ever. Not once. Like, he, that was his, I forgot the word. But I'll bet he sang, you know? I know the law, friend. Yeah. That's the part he got. Yeah. You know, this is interesting, though, because you were saying, Eric, that you saw them on the Diver Down tour. 83. Whoa, so, nice. Was that the show? Okay, so it didn't... See, here's, yeah. here's the thing that Jimmy might be missing. Like, you say <laughs> that you're say that you glad you you didn't see that in a lot of ways. Oh, dude, if I had seen it in 1983, I would have been like, woohoo! Like, I totally <laughs> would have loved it. So yeah. I was 19, all right? Yeah. And it was one of my first big rock concerts. But like I said, like, at that point... Where was were, that? What a venue? It was at the Forum in LA. Oh, cool. So at that point, they were the vernacular. Yeah, like yeah. It was, they, Van Halen wasn't a band. It was a word in the English language. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so it was just like, like, like Joe said, like the stage looked like the deck of an aircraft carrier, mm -hmm. and and they had that, mm -hmm. they had that backdrop with all the speakers, and so the lights. Those were actual speakers. No, no, it was a backdrop behind that. Oh, okay. That was like to the literal mm -hmm. ceiling, oh, okay. of, and and at the top it was like speakers that looked like they were mm -hmm. going to tip over. And when you see that, your initial thought was, "Oh my God!" And then you realize it's a backdrop. But then they had those walls of speakers and mm -hmm. and the you know the eighteen kick drums with each kick drum had twenty four little drums and. You know, it was like, it was just everything was bigger than life. Yeah. And so it didn't matter that he wasn't singing. Mm -hmm. Nobody cared. You know, the lights came, when the lights came on, you know, like it opened up and, and the strobe lights are going and then that's when everybody knows, here mm -hmm. it comes. And then they, I uh, forget what they opened with, but it's, it opens on a big cord and the lights come on and Roth jumps from on top of the kick drums. He must be 20 feet in the air. Does the splits, lands, bounces Holy the band goes, like like he's like he's a professional gymnast. Yeah. It was unbelievable, yeah. like just ridiculous. And you know they go into uh, running with the devil and Michael. He's playing it with his teeth. And <laughs> yeah. Bomb, bomb. <laughs> and you know he's just like he's just, the guy. He's these guys. He's like he's built like a fist. He's like a fist <laughs> with a base and a beard. <laughs> And, and, you know, and Alex is an animal. And mm -hmm. so, I like, think, the detail. Well, that's the thing, musician-wise. I mean, even if Dave was off, just the, the power of the music. But it doesn't matter. Just, all the, yeah, all that. But, like, then, but then there's Eddie. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Dude, everybody else can be fucking off. My favorite thing about but... the Diver Down drum kit was the fire extinguisher that just went in between <laughs> the kick drums <laughs> and was used. Well, yeah. On the, multiple dude, I had a, whole I had a riser goes, the whole riser goes on fire. that was on acid. And at one point... He saw the like the black and white striped drums, and then Alex's sunglasses were the size of like a minivan on top of the. So it was just like arms and sunglasses and, um, and fire. Yeah. yeah. So the, fire. the thing is, like, I still tell a story today. Like, Eddie does a guitar solo, mm -hmm. and and I've told the story many times, and and it's you know it's based on on memory and you know memory mm -hmm. memory is malleable and yeah, technically yeah. your memory is only of the last time you remembered it it's not of the actual event yeah, so yeah. things change you know over time but i went back and watched a video of the diver down tour yesterday and it was exactly cool like i was seeing mm -hmm. things i'm like yeah i still remember uh, so the eddie on. solo like the eddie solo yeah. he plays for 20 minutes holy and it's shit. just him on stage I, I think alex is still on the kit because he interjects some you know hi hats every once in a while and, <laughs> and a <laughs> boom, boom, yeah. Boom, yeah. some scat Scatley yeah. booms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> booms. But there's one point, like, he's, he's you know, Eddie's playing all, all his greatest hits, and the night mm -hmm. that I saw them, 
he was he was perfect, right? Mm-hmm. At least that's how I remember it. And um, it it was the the overalls with the red tiger stripes, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and um, one point in this, the crowd was wrapped, so silence. Like when he was playing, it was silence. Like he'd go into little guitars and. It was just a hush. Mm. And at one point, he just sat on the edge of the stage, which was like 40 feet in the air, and his legs dangling over the mm-hmm. end, and just sat like, like if I said, hey, Jimmy, play me something, he'd sit down and he'd play. It, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And it was like he's playing to you. And it was like the best playing you ever heard. And it was mm-hmm. 20 minutes. And when he was done, like we weren't ready for it to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and trust me, I've told Joe enough times what I, how I feel about <laughs> guitar players. I don't want to hear a guitar player play for five minutes, much, <laughs> much less 20 minutes. Sorry, Jimmy. No. But 20 minutes, like I'm like... I wouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why you're a professional. Right. So re- but, really, really quick, uh, uh, just the whole like Dave jumping off the drum riser thing. Uh, I'll do this as fast as I can. A buddy of mine worked for Cinderella, who was opening for David Lee Roth. I was on, at like, that. I on saw the that tour. Smile. I saw okay. that tour. Amazing. Well, they, you know, when you have an arena show like that, there's a really, there's a symmetry as to how everything comes on and off the stage and where it's stored and, and all these things. And they were getting to these gigs and they were like, what the fuck is on the drum case? Like the drum cases <laughs> had like stuff on them and stunk and they were like, where, what is happening? And so, and like every day, like they clean them off and the next day of the same stink and they're like, what is, what's going on? And uh, apparently on the Edom and Smile tour, Dave would start off on top of the of the drums, like above the drums. Mm-hmm. And he had this little spot where he would stand up there. And what he liked to do was he would get up there before the lights went out. And when the lights went out, he would pee <laughs> off of the top of the thing of where he was. He loved to hear like 20,000 people screaming and while he was taking a piss. That was like oh, one of his man. favorite things. And he pe- was peeing all over Cinderella's drum cases every night. Oh my God. And they- Amazing. <laughs> that is- so that's like the like yeah. some of the thing that's so gigantic about yeah. Van Halen is like you get to a point where you're like, what do I do now? Yeah. I guess I got to pee while 20,000 people Dude, are that screaming. Was- so. <laughs> Sammy Hagar's book, he wrote the story about how on the 5150 tour, Alex was such a drunk that <laughs> it was like four tall boys of Schlitz every three songs. And they the record company hired a second drum tech to hold a trash can for him to spin around and piss off of. And they would the stage would go black after every four songs. So Alex could spin around, pull it out, whiz in a trash can, spin around. And there was someone paid to do that. Right. And I'm like, well, probably paid pretty well, too. Yeah, probably piss, paid Peace boy. That's the whole point I was making when we first started talking. Like, yeah. it can never, ha- the whole, it can never happen again yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's not going to be another band again that, that there's a Lamborghini at the bottom of the swimming pool and it just stays there because I got another one in the garage. Harry Styles' drummer is not going to have a piss tag. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's just not going to be that, you know, smashing yeah. hotel rooms. Not that I, not that I advocate that. But I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, you know, like that, like what Jimmy said, that whole mystique. Like yeah. you don't know them; they're gods. Mm-hmm. They're not people. Yeah, yeah. And they do these things. And you know, we used to be sitting out front of the Troubadour, and Dave would f- shoot by on his on his chopper with no helmet, and you know, his <laughs> assless chaps and his hair flying behind him, and and he wasn't going anywhere. He was just doing it to be seen. All these fucking copycats are going to be over at the Chubber. Let me roll by. You know, it's, yeah. th- that's not going to happen. None of that stuff's going to happen anymore. They were the last legendary mm-hmm. rock and roll 
band. There will be bands that play rock and roll, mm-hmm. but there will never be another mm-hmm. legendary rock and yeah. roll band of gods again, and they were the last one. But looking at, in the pop culture aspects, look at uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Spicoli, and you know, there's VH is you know the he's like, Bill and Ted, God, yeah. Bill yeah. and Ted, you yeah. know, this there yeah um uh the John Cusack movie Better Off Dead. Yeah. Where they had the animation where the the hamburgers like Eddie Van Halen, yeah. you know, everybody wants some. Yeah. So, I mean, just like huge, iconic. So, yeah, that's just that pop culture aspect of Van Halen. Even yeah. if you didn't listen to Van Halen, you knew who Van Halen was right. in some way. Yeah. You know, beat it. Um, you know, just, oh, yeah. just him, Eddie, he drives up in his car. He's got his, his gear in his car and he's just the dude just grabbing his gear out of his car. What do you want me to play? Right. And then he just you know tears it up like how let me try something and it's just like iconic yeah and it's so humble you know what a i mean it's a genius you know blessing and a curse i think from from you know just what we know about it oh the michael jackson connection yeah slash also played with Michael Jackson uh-huh. and yeah. recorded with him too. Right. Well, that's, that's, that's an interesting. That's another like, yeah. well, who's the hot guitar player? Yeah. yeah. Steve Stevens. I just listened to an interview yeah. with him. Yeah. Dude, I remember the first time I heard "Beat It." So I remember. I remember the moment because I was mm-hmm. with my friends in a car. I was in the back seat, kind of had my, you know, like my arms on each seat and my head in the middle. We were talking, and the radio was on, and we knew Michael Jackson was having. There was a new mm-hmm. album and. You know, we were all just music fans, so we were excited about that. And the first single was Beat It. It came on, and and uh, nobody knew. Like, there was no announcement, Eddie Van Halen playing with Michael Jackson. There was nothing. It just came on. Mm-hmm. And, and like, the second <laughs> it came on, we all looked at each other, Eddie! Like, yeah. you knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you needed a millisecond to know who that was. Yeah. Right? That's, you know, and, and it's out of context. Like, you know, if you're hearing... You know, wow! You know, yeah. you know, Eddie's coming in a second, but it was uh-huh. like, <laughs> you don't expect yeah, yeah. shredding Eddie sound, and then just one note in, you're like, we knew, and, and it doesn't make us special because everyone knew, but mm-hmm. like the second you heard it, that was you knew who it was. Yeah. That's I, I, that's special. I think one of the things that's that's amazing about him is like if you look at any of the guitar players that we all go back to, like Eddie Van Halen was the only guy that never did anything that wasn't Eddie Van Halen. Like if you listen yeah. to Jeff Beck in 1974 and you, and Jeff Beck is always amazing. Unbelievable. But but if you listen to Jeff Beck in 74 and you listen to Jeff Beck in 84 and 94, those are those are stylistically different mm-hmm. approaches a to the instrument to t- tonally to like all these things. Um even you know we've, we've talked about Slash, you know, um who was faster and then slowed down and then, you know, still has this thing, but there've been kind of shifts like Eddie Van Halen with, with, was that he never didn't do anything Mm -hmm. that didn't sound like Eddie Van Halen, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And all the, uh, you know, all those guys, they have a voice, but I just think his voice was so unique. And so like, if you slow down his stuff, a lot of it is wrong. Like if you played through those things speaking, over the yeah. chord changes mm-hmm. that he's doing them over, it's like this is bad. Like, it, but when he did it, yeah. it was perfect. Yeah, right? you know, like, and that's that's what I think. Like when I read a thing with Ted Templeman comparing him to like Coltrane, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. where you have right. this like just fluid ideas mm-hmm. and conceptualizations 
of these things that in real time work yeah. in real time that do that he made work yeah. Yeah. and made perfect sense and and that's what I, yeah. what I think is and it's is, not just harmonically it's rhythmically too yeah, yeah like yeah. listen oh, yeah. to listen to any of his solos and just try and figure out like go ahead and write it yeah yeah like you know just transcribe it on paper you can't because yeah. the rhythm doesn't work like it's not yeah. but but it's right in the pocket it's yeah. unbelievable yeah. and he it, spoke with that instrument and a lot of times oh, yeah. you know it was like another singer but he was singing through his guitar well there was no and, you know like Joe yeah, Joe and amazing. I talk all the time like the journey of every musician is mm -hmm. to is to bridge that gap from your ear to your hands <laughs> he didn't have that there was no gap yeah you know yeah. he was yeah. like it's just his 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 thoughts just spewed out into mm -hmm. his hands so I was saying I was talking about this with uh, my butt with another buddy with Dan today I was like he didn't play parts and like, okay, here's the verse part and here's the chorus part. He just played music and it just came out and it was just... That's, that, kind of, that's Alex too. Oh, go uh, ahead. Well, the one thing I was going to say yeah. is as much as we can bag on David Lee Roth... Same you old. try putting a fucking melody line over half of that shit, <laughs> and that's that's the genius of Dude, David. For whatever yeah. for whatever I can bag on the guy for, you put you know thought you never miss me till I got a back city address over <laughs> that <laughs> right. section of music. Yeah. Like if somebody gave you that, you go whoa, you know, like that's not going to work. Like no, well, we were bagging on him live, but on, on the records, there's, he's brilliant there's no bagging on david lee roth he is <laughs> not on the records he's anyway fantastic. dude david lee roth made me miss a whole bunch of music i'm kind of pissed at david lee roth <laughs> uh just because the, the whole uh rock critics like elvis costello because most rock critics look like elvis costello <laughs> that was a, a direct quote and i was like yeah man elvis costello sucks like as soon as i like <laughs> when i was a kid and i read that and i was like and the talking heads and blondie and all yeah. like all these yeah. things that i like now well, we're like yeah. fuck those guys because they look like Elvis Costello. <laughs> right. Yeah. Kind of yeah. same here, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, when 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 you're a kid, especially when when you learn what's cool, not you don't do the other things. Mm -hmm. You just stick. You just do what's cool. Like and Van Halen was the definition mm -hmm. of cool. And look, man, just just to clear it up, you know, Dave was as intrinsic to the sound of Van Halen as anybody. It was clearly he was, he look was, at the records. <laughs> he was, God, he was, he was honestly all, all of them. It was a, just an absolutely brilliant combination of players. Mm -hmm. The power trio was unbelievable and nobody could, you're right. Nobody could have sung over the, over that stuff and made it as cool as he did as is evidence by uh, Van Hager. I'm just saying, I, this is, a <laughs> and I'm a huge fan of Van I know, Hager. So I'll have, I'll stand by it. it being, <laughs> being someone who grew up in Van Hager, I'll, I'll defend it, but it is funny though, because when you, Look at like the live without a net video, which somebody brought up. I don't remember who brought, I did, who I brought did, it. Okay. Yeah. Like I remember getting that tape as a kid and here's Van Halen with mullets and parachute pants and <laughs> and he's playing a Steinberger and you're like, hello. And like Alex's kit is like North Simmons drum tops. Oh, and you're like, what the fuck went wrong here? But you still watch it and you're like, this is Really I fucking, fucking love it. Yeah. But then you like rewind two years and you're like, here's Roth and fucking yeah. Roto Toms and fuck you. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> it's like two different bands. Yeah, though. That's it, what I love yeah. it. You know, that's what I love. Cause I can't, yeah. you know, I don't want to have to pick one. Cause I love the Roth era. I love the Hagar era. If you had to pick one. I, I mean, I would, I'm a, pick huge, one. I'm a huge Sammy Fa Hagar fan. So I would. Wrong uh, choice. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> did, I'll, I'll did stick you grow with up it. here? 
I did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. I th- I think that's the difference, Eric. Is, is that it's the like, Sammy's a Midwest thing I, I, for like, sure. Oh, he's a St. Louis. Yeah, it's oh, a St. Louis man. Totally St. Louis thing. Um yeah. when I moved here at sixteen, <laughs> uh like I remember driving around with my friends on a uh, Friday night at six o'clock and they played rock and roll weekend and I was like, I've never heard this song. What is this? And they're like, dude, it's Sammy Hagar. And I'm like, Who's Sammy Hagar? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where well, are you from? Uh, all over the place, but I, I didn't. I got St. Louis at fifteen. From so. where? Uh, upstate New York, okay. uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, and then uh, I was born on Travis Air Force Base in California. All right, I was born in New York. I was in New York till I was fifteen. Then I lived in L.A. for twenty years. But my whole musical journey was was L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, look, but, but I want to go back go, to go, Sam, go. Sammy Hager. I, I want to do that. I want to talk about Sammy Hager too. But but, but, I, but I love the fact that I mean I look at and, and his solo stuff was was all right. You know, it was good for what it was. But the good thing rock was, and roll. he had said. You know, Eddie inspired him so much. And after the VOA tour, he was just reading a lot of, you know, books on spirituality, this and that. But Eddie inspired him so much that it was just, you know, that melding. I think it really brought him up like so many levels. And, it inspired uh, Sammy, you mean? Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Sure. I mean, Eddie's just, you know, his genius, that inspiration. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No and question, and then, I mean, then even with a solo afterwards, yeah. you know, it's just like a different, it's like a whole different energy level. Sure. You know, St. Looks. Sammy's a Sammy's a great rock and roller. I mean, you know, dude. When you think of fifty-one fifty, I mean, say what you will yeah. about it. Dude, Sammy Hagar is a better singer than David. Oh, of course. Sure. And, and so that that's album it. Had, of course. I mean, oh, here we go. I mean, at fifty-one fifty, yeah. that album was huge. There's like sh- every I mean, song. Good enough. Why like, can't this be love? Yeah. Dreams, summer nights, Lame. best of both worlds, love, 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 love <laughs> No, I mean, that, the song Fifty One Fifty. Yeah, is I mean like, that was wow. that record was terrible. It was huge. I mean, <laughs> no, look, I'm, I'm it just was kidding. Big enough yeah. to wear parachute pants yeah. and Steinberger's. Your pantalones, fine. and you're like, hey, look, it, look. Let, let me just, I, let me just, I'll be straight here. Yeah. Like, Sa- Sammy's awesome. I know he's a, yeah. he's a great artist. It's just for me, like I grew up on. Oh, and I understand that. Yeah, hold on, I understand. Well, you're I, I might, and you're from St. Louis, so I'm an LA boy. But here's the thing, like, it's just. Like for me, like like the whole you know the whole like rebellious thing about rock and roll. That's what Van Halen sure, represented yeah, to me, yeah. and I just felt like the Sammy version was a cleaned up, you know. Mm-hmm. I, this just that's not what I wanted from I Van agree. Halen. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And with even that. even like it sounded like it sounded like they had money, you know. Like mm-hmm. okay, we're gonna take eighty billion dollars and make a crystal clean record. And I didn't want to hear that. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to hear you know Dave go burping into a microphone and <laughs> and and like let's see what happens. Yeah. There was not there was no let's see what happens on yeah. on those Sammy records. Yeah, um, that was all over those first records. Yeah. They, you know, it was like. Somebody, Send I think it was Jennifer Batman said to Eric Grossman <laughs> at gmail.com. City of St. Louis. Eric Somebody, Grossman lives on 124 Parchment Lane. <laughs> Sammy, if you come, bring some tequila. Yeah. Um, but, but the thing was, I think Eddie wanted that, you know, wanted something different, and that inspired him as oh, yeah. well. And oh, he wanted yeah, to play keyboards. I, I saw that, that video I sent you guys. I don't have to like, like it. That's you, know, you don't have to like it. But <laughs> he and he wrote uh, um, uh, right now in 83. So yes, when he was, yeah. he was like, I got all these tapes. And I know. I, I, that I video. saw that video. That's all the tapes. And he's like, yeah, and my fucking computer crashed. And I don't even know what the fuck I had. Dude, like, yeah, Jim, like, <laughs> J- Jimmy texted us. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is on those tapes, man? Oh, my. God, I yeah. mean, hopefully Wolfie one day is. I hope so. I, I, I mean, this is like that's gold. A friend of mine sent me an article that said that the, the that Valerie Wolfie and Eddie's new wife were like 
okay with someone coming in and essentially being like, take the tapes and document it. So yeah. they're going to... Oh, that's cool, man. They're going to pull the tapes out and catalog everything and try to find stuff, which I'm actually... <laughs> Good luck. You know what? I'll tell you what. I am, Dude, there's going to be some stuff. Hey, what do you think of this? <laughs> hey, and man, I don't even know. You let me go. Wow! Single. Yeah. yeah. Dude, the, like... I was just, you know, oh, and these, this is another genius, but like Les Paul, when Les Paul died, they sold everything that the guy ever owned. You could buy like his turtlenecks and his old <laughs> driver's licenses and, and all this stuff. Oh, and, and there was stuff that like, they were like owned by Les Paul. And it was a guitar that he was like, hey, Benny, give me that chisel. And like, had like ruined a guitar, like, you know, because he right. was a tinkerer and yeah. he would do yeah. things. And I'm just, I'm waiting for all the Eddie Van Halen oh, yeah. guitars where he like slipped with the belt sander and, <laughs> yeah. and like yeah this one's going over. But here. he had so many fucking yeah. guitars in that oh, studio yeah. that was like pieces yeah. and he's like and I don't even know what the fuck I was doing. Dude, you know you know the broken cello yeah. yeah. Eddie 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 tells this story. He was friends with Les Paul, <laughs> and and he tells this story that he was in his you know he was having a problem with guitar picks like he couldn't hold on to him mm-hmm. and so he was tinkering with guitar picks and trying to mm-hmm. and so he called up Les Paul one night and and Les is like what are you working on and and he's like well you know I I'm I'm having trouble with my guitar picks so I'm taking sandpaper and I'm going <laughs> and Les Paul goes that's exactly what I'm doing right now <laughs> Yeah, that's incredible. And then he had those metal picks. And yeah, like, he, yeah, that's what he he pers- actually he blamed those for his yeah, mouth yeah, cancer yeah. That, that he used to hold them, and it, he had yeah. he said he got tongue cancer in exactly the place uh-huh. where he held those copper picks. There was a great story had nothing in, to do with in, the smoking. Sammy Hagar's book where, <laughs> where like Van Halen would take a few years off, and then Eddie would call him, "Come to fifty one fifty and he'd be like, "Cool!" And he'd like pull up to the house, open the door, and like fucking cobwebs, and just empty bottles all over the floor. And Eddie'd be sitting there with like camo pants and a bottle of wine and like workout gloves. He'd be like, "Pull up a mic, Sammy!" It's just like I, I just I wish I could have been there for that. That's yeah. But the, uh, well, actually, my uh, a buddy of mine who's a cinematographer, he was subleasing his place in. Um, oh fuck, man, my brain is. Uh, in uh, but what's the Muscle Beach in uh, Santa Monica? No, no, not Santa Monica. Venice. Uh, Venice, oh. yeah. So this dude, I guess, did a book. He he like lived at fifty one fifty for a year and documented everything. Was it in Venice? Yeah, well, is it I mean, in Venice? Well, Venice was where my my buddy was subleasing, oh, okay. but uh, but the guy like lived at fifty one fifty and was just documenting all this. And I think there's a book out. And I, I have to find out this this cat's name and all that, but yeah, that had to be wild. I can't imagine. Oh yeah. my god, that had to be crazy. I love that that video where he's like walking Chris Connolly through, and he gets upstairs, and there's like the guy with like a soldering gun. He goes, <laughs> "This is George. He's my engineer." And, it, and the guy's just like, <laughs> and he just like walk past him, like, what "The fuck is the guy working in your house?" Like, just like, like what the hell? And he was just like mad scientist. He's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, man." They'd be like, be like, show, like, take about, oh hey, come downstairs cool. to my basement. Get, yeah. Go down to the stairs. Just a guy. Oh, that's that's Frank. He's my plumber, but he just worked. You know, he's always here. Yeah, just, We're taking like, all the pipes out of the house. <laughs> but I love with the studio. He's We're like, replacing yeah, them with guitar strings. Fuck, I knocked this wall out, and the, yeah. the, the engineers are like, "We don't know how to do this." I said, "Put up a fucking post." Yeah. <laughs> Put you just put it on post, and they're like, Eddie, you're like an engineer. I mean, he's just, that's so fucking brilliant. I know. I'm so brilliant. Like, put, put up, up a, a fucking post, a steel post. All right, let, let's, let's, let's switch gears here. Cause no, I, never. No, we have to. It's important. All right. Put up a poll. <laughs> Are we going to talk about me? We're going to talk about, we're going to, I'm going to talk to you. 
because here's the thing, like... We're going to talk me, about OU812. Yeah, a deep OU812. dive. <laughs> deep dive into the eighth cut on OU812. Okay, here's the thing, like, Jim, you know, obviously everybody knows Eddie for, for the, you know, that, like, incendiary solos and, and the, mm-hmm. just yeah. the... But he's the best rhythm guitar player Fucking I have a. ever yes. heard in my life. And I mean, Jimmy, he served the song, man. He was like, "Go, buddy, tell me about yeah. it." No, that's, <laughs> I, I never learned any any of that stuff. I never learned his his riffs. Like, you mean? No, no, no. Like I, I could like play Van Halen songs, and I know people that have like really Obed. Uh, yeah, Obed's the, uh, probably one of the better people I've ever heard do it. Oh yeah. Um, where it's very human and and incredibly dead on. Um, Obed's. Freaking Beyond brilliant. reproach, uh, yeah. and like, and, and my favorite part about Obed is he can do Hendrix as we well had as Obed he can, here. yeah, as well as he can do Eddie Van Halen, he can do Jimi Hendrix, and um, but that's like I know a bunch of guys that spent high school and thereafter learning Van Halen so and they the can't do or the, or just everything. just yeah, just the whole thing, and then they can't do anything but mm-hmm. sound like Eddie Van Halen. Um, Neither can and that either. was, I never, I approached it as a feel and as a, I was more into the tone than I was the, what he did. Like, cause I knew that I could never do it. And if I could do it, all I would be doing was sounding like Eddie right. Van Halen. So, um, you know, it's a rabbit hole that that and I've, I've known people that have gotten great satisfaction being able to play the beginning of mean street. I, I couldn't do it if you gave me a million bucks. Um, and it's awesome. And I remember taking that to my guitar teacher in 1981, who was like a... Taking a record, you mean? Uh, uh, well, you had to drop off the record the week... Like, you would bring him the record <laughs> the week before, and then he would come back the following week and go, okay, listen to this, and here's how He wasn't how there we, the next week. And, and, but this was, a, <laughs> uh, this was my first guitar teacher, and he was awesome. I really liked him. Uh, but he was kind of that, like, uh, you know, Jeff Beck, um, you know, mid-70s, you know, guitar Blues. player guy, had a beard, you know. <laughs> like, and 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 he, and I, I remember him coming back with that record and going, I have no idea how he's doing this. <laughs> and he was a, an incredibly competent, mm-hmm. you know, very, very good guitar player and said, I, I don't know what is happening like, what what, like he, the one thing he mentioned was, do you have any idea how loud he is playing? And I was like, no. Like, was he asked, like, like, like he knew or he didn't know? He had no, uh, no, he knew, like, he had a Marshall, but he didn't do that to it, you know? And He didn't and understand he, how to make like, it that loud, but just do that. Like, all that kind of stuff. He was like, do you have any idea how loud that is for it to make it do that? I was like, nope, I got to... TV Bandit 55, and I want to make it sound just Those like that. Those are great amps. You know? And so, so the, it, like, and the thing with today where you can go Mean Street, Van Halen, and watch five guys do that and in front of your face, none of that existed. Oh, no. None of the... Right. You know, all those, uh, the like, here's how this solo goes. Like... Nobody had done that. It wasn't available. Nobody knew anything. Dude, it was and, drop the needle and figure it out. But yeah. You know what? I, I mean, and this is like 
This is the point where Joe's had two 9% beers where I say, <laughs> that's fucked everything up because that's the problem with all of it is like, you kids in your YouTube. The goddamn thing is it's, it's the overstimulization. But it's like, it's all that stuff. Well, he where said like, stimulation, so yeah, we know we right. have a couple Look of beers. Look out, it's getting weird. Uh, but the thing was, though, you're right. Like, we joked about this recently where there was a point in time where the only thing you had was to save $50 and go buy the Mel Bay VHS tape <laughs> of like, you know, you know, Mel McMullet teaches you the Van Halen guitars. Like, and it was a guy on, a, on like a, you when the first time you put it on, it had tracking. It was already bad when you bought And that was all you had. It, yeah. was, it was called the Doug Marks Metal Method. <laughs> that, oh, there you go. And, dude, but that's, that, and you know I'm right. I do. <laughs> that was all that was out there. And right. like, yeah, you're, I mean, there is that thing nowadays of like, over information. I mean, yeah. like mm-hmm. hot yeah. for teacher. I remember same thing with hot for teacher. I remember sitting there going, "What in God's green earth is going on here?" And I remember like my next door neighbor being like, "Well, there's like eight drum tracks on that." I'm like, "That's not real." And then like the neighbor was like, <laughs> "Cardboard box." I'm like, "That's also not a real thing." And now you could like Google that and have yeah. like fifty guys with ninety HD cameras and pro right. tools in their house teaching you lick for lick hot for teacher. Yeah. And like that's cool, but I like I liked pro wrestling when I thought Hulk Hogan was getting killed. Right, right. Like yeah. I didn't want to know that it was all a script. Like you know, yeah. like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Like I, I was talking to Ethan e- for listeners. Ethan's my 19 year old son who is in total punk. Fr- total punk. First year of college, he's a music major. Uh, you know, he's got like, he's he, he's 19. He's already got four bases and well, music keyboard. major. Let's close it. He's a bass player. Boo. <laughs> He also <laughs> plays a little guitar, plays a little trumpet, plays uh-huh. a little keyboard. I'm bragging because I do. I, I'm and his very, four basses, is that what you're saying? His four, I'm quite fond of him. That's, yeah. yeah, but that's not the point. Like, Eric's going to buy his basses off of his kid. <laughs> I am, just so I can have some decent gear. I'm not, this is a picture of Ethan. <laughs> I, I, I'm, um, uh-huh. you know, I talk, we talk music all the time, which uh-huh. is, which is cool, awesome. Cool. Oh, it's the dude, we're going to have something. Even, even if he hates me, we'll still have something to bond over in, nice. in 10 years. <laughs> But I tell him all when the time. When you're 70? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, easy, pal. Almost 70. Um, you know, he finds stuff he likes. And uh-huh. first of all, here's the thing. Like, he can discover 25 new bands today if he wants to. Like, for, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. We, didn't even, we weren't even, yeah. even able to do that. You know, you'd hear, like, somebody would say, I was listening to Miles Davis. You're like, who the fuck is Miles Davis? Uh-huh. And, and, okay, let me, let me wait. Let me sit by the radio. Well, that's never going to play. Okay, how do I even find out what that is? Well, go look at your grandpa's record collection. Or you'd hear something on the radio and go, ooh, I love that song. I want to learn it. So uh, you sit with your, you have a tape recorder with a cassette and you wait by the radio for it to come on and you push play and record and you hope the DJ doesn't fuck it up by talking mm-hmm. over the first half of the song. Or you go, oh, I'm going to learn this. And you get on your bicycle and you ride down to the local record shop and, oh, they don't have it. So here's mm-hmm. 10 bucks. Call me when it comes in in three weeks. And then, and then you come home and you drop right. the needle on it 50 times. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, they, don't, they just don't understand how hard it was for us. And but, this is what you had to do before Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for me to learn... For me to learn a, yeah. an Iron Maiden bass part, I had to walk uphill in the snow, yeah. three feet of snow both ways. After milking the cow. <laughs> I had to bail hay to make enough money. To... <laughs> but, you know, but 
And I know. God, so we had to build the club every I, night I, before we wait. played it. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we, we've just, the three we of us become our grandfathers. I, 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 I'm sure you have some questions that we I'm, haven't answered. I'm fascinated. <laughs> no. Ken's no, terrified. I was, this was like a quick uh, turnaround. I didn't do a lot of prep. I, okay. figured, <laughs> I figured with this group, I don't know. Right. That I, I don't, have to I don't do know. Shit. You know what? I, I, all right, Joe's going to. All right, Joe, you take this. control of this. Okay. Each of you, Ken, Ken yeah. you start. Favorite Van Halen album. Now, and this could be maybe Ugh. not like, you know, my favorite, but like, what's the one to you that you were like, you heard and was like, holy shit, this is the one that's st- like, I could mm-hmm. still put this on start to finish and it's there. It's it's hard to choose because there's so many, but I think the pinnacle one for me was because um, I was 10 years old, 10, 11, 5150. I can't so, believe how young you are. Yeah, you know, hey, what, what can I say? Damn whippers. But yeah, I mean, it just, you know, like I said, I was a fan of Sammy Hagar. Yeah. And I just, it was just blown away. Just are, you, are you from here? I am, yeah. Okay, that explains everything. Yeah. But, but you know, it was like one of those things. It was like parallel, but then when you put those two together, it was like, wow. Right. And, and so we were, I remember Christmas Eve, whatever year, I guess it was 1984, 85, because I think that album came out in 86. And my neighbors were like, fucking Van Halen's done. And I was like, I don't know, man. It might be kind of cool. And, and maybe in a sense, that old school Van Halen, and granted, it was more polished and everything, but I, I don't know, I like it, but uh, I love it. But uh, there's this, you know, listen to each album. It's one of, it's such a great band where you're like, no, I love this album. Then you listen to another one, sure. you're like, oh, I love, there's so many great songs in this album. Mm-hmm. Let me hear this. And the coolest thing for me for about Van Halen was every time you listen to something, I think you kind of hear something a little different. It's like, I never picked up on that. Mm-hmm. He had so many different sounds and just, and, and just the bass with Michael Anthony and the drums. It's like, every time you listen to it, it's, depending on like where your brain is, you'll hear something different. And then that's what I love about the band. It's like, Whoa, I don't, I don't remember hearing that. So yeah. So for me that that's, that's like the album where I was like, yes. 5150. Yeah. 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 Mine is fair warning. Oh yeah. yeah. They're darkest. They're Mm -hmm, weirdest. Um, uh, like another thing like electric slide guitar. The thing, Dirty Movies, I think is the only time he ever played electric slide on anything. Um, uh, and there's there's a bunch of, you know, one foot out the door. I was and, just going to bring that up. Yeah. Okay, you can, you can maybe tell. What is that? that, that burn, the, dude, dude, that's, dude, that's, dude, that's the first evidence, well, other than, um, other than uh, uh, Cradle Rock, that's him playing mm-hmm. keyboards on record. Okay. You know, wow. I love that. Yeah, that yeah. song's that's like a wow. minute 40 and yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. What well, yeah. and the and the song um what's the, the thing that leads into it? Um Eric, what is it? It's brum, unchained. Brum, uh, brum, what, 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 what's right before what? one foot out the door? Uh, um, Sunday afternoon. In the park. Sunday afternoon yeah. in the park. Yes. Is if this is yeah. love, I was yeah. Dude, so this, this is, is love. So that 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 record to me was like I remember listening to that album uh in the, and and again, like so, this is post women and children first. So I was already aware of exactly what they were doing, and I will never forget this. As long as I live, I was driving with my dad in uh, a the cleaning man van. My dad owned a carpet cleaning company, and we're driving and we're listening to that record. And I heard Mean Street, and I heard uh, the Sinner or um, Dirty Movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the next song, song is Sinner Swing. Yeah, yeah. Right. 
and we're driving in the truck and uh danger in the rearview mirror there's something in the rear uh and menace is loose, loose again, again she the- looks so fucking good yeah. and boom my dad turned the my dad turned the thing off and he's like you're not listening to that anymore. Oh, no. Great. She looks so fucking right. Hey, exactly. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Mission accomplished, and, uh, Dave. And that was like, <laughs> yeah. well, that was my favorite band. Yeah. And, and it was. It was <laughs> right. prior to that. But but that was that was one of those, like, I will never forget sitting next to my dad, yeah. listening to that record. She looks so fucking good. And bam. And it was <laughs> over. Do you remember and, in the in the vinyl, there was the poster yeah, of yeah. David Lee Roth. Was he oh, looking yeah. in the mirror or something? It was, it was a... I, I, is I, it the one where he's bending over backwards? No, he, well, the, he's chained to the fence. That's Chain- women, that's women and children first. What was the fair warning poster? I don't know. I okay, there was it another was like, like Dave yeah. poster. Like uh, I remember, I could be misinterpreting this. There's the one where he's like, that's yes. the one yeah, I'm thinking that's, of. That's yeah. on women and children. Okay, first. okay. Oh, yeah, dude, right. that poster. Yeah. Made me want to want Dave. Yeah. <laughs> and but that's, that's and what was it, was it Women and Children First when they were, uh, when it was like the, the uh, recreation of Iwo Jima where they had the flag? Right. Uh, was it? It could have been. I, I just remember or, after that, was I, wanted, diver down? I wanted a red jumpsuit so bad. Uh-huh. And I would go <laughs> like shopping with right. my mom to mm-hmm. try and find a, like a red one piece jumpsuit and that they didn't make them for boys so <laughs> they did Eric, in Los, they did in Los Angeles album was it all right. favorite Van Halen all right yeah. so all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this two ways all right I, I will oh, I'm, no no I'm gonna tell you, you one I'm gonna tell you one I gotta first say like if you say jump it's it's disqualified <laughs> Jump is the best Van Halen album. There's no. I doubt. love the Jump album. It's like my favorite album ever. The, who's that Van Halen boy? I like him. <laughs> um, to I mean, to me, undisputed, the best album is Fair Warning. That, that's it is what it is. But it's not my favorite because when you talk about your favorite, you know, there's a sentimental thing. That's the that whole goes, thing. Like, yeah. So for me, it's women. It, it, it's um, women and children first. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, I just like. Which is my second. Okay, sure, second. and it's and it's and it's the second best album. Like, Fair Warning is the best album. I mean, come on. But it's my great. favorite album, which is also their least commercially successful album, at, Fair yeah, Warning, which makes time. sense. Yeah. But you know, uh, let me look at the track list here. Like, yeah. boy. And the cradle will rock. Uh, everybody wants some. Yeah. And then, and then, in a simple rhyme, the mm-hmm. harmonies. Take your whiskey, yeah. home. dude. You're forgetting my favorite song, which is Fools. That was fools. that was one of my favorite. Yeah. Without that fools, sounds just like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, that like. Yeah. At the end of In a Civil Ryan. Oh, dude, that whole album. That's mm-hmm. growth. Yeah. Well, that has a name. Does it really? It's called growth. Th- I think yeah. that wasn't, that song was when they were trying to like, the, the I- it out. The idea oh, really? was they were going to make the next record start with that. Ah. Really? That was the because uh, it burned that it, burn, 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 burn. The, <laughs> the idea was the next album would begin with that. That's brilliant. And they would go into Why whatever that was, which never happened. Wow. Thank you, Van Halen. But I mean, you <laughs> can't you I'm like you can't argue with just the the riff, the mighty riffness of yeah. Fair Warning. But <laughs> Women and Children first for me, and that cover, like the four of them on that cover, holding yeah. up Eddie with the guitar. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Uh, like that's a rock band. That, that's the whole thing. I think that's my that's my qualm with the whole Van Hager thing. Sure. Like the the original Van Halen of the first five records. I that's just a rock band to me. That's a bunch of guys who were 
poor as shit when they made their first record. And when you listen to their first record, they're poor as shit when they're recording that record. Mm-hmm. But there's That's balls brilliant. in that. Oh. And, and, you know, look, I, I just a quick little departure. I played, I played a couple of gigs with Cheap Trick like in the late 90s. Right on. And they were already icons. Sure. But they were playing, even then, like they were still trying to get a record deal. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And that, that I never forgot that. That's that cool. stuck with me. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, these guys can just retire, but they're still, like, there's only 500 people in the audience. It's a little outdoor uh-huh. thing. And they're playing like there's, like there's record executives thinking yeah. about signing them. You yeah. know what I mean? And I just felt like, Every one of those first five Van Halen records was that. Sure. Like, even though at one point, like, I guess by the time Women and Children first came, they were the kings of the world. Mm-hmm. They were still, they were still, I mean, they still put every kind of thing into, the, into those records. And it wasn't polished. It was raw. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it was hungry. It, it was just, that, that's what it, that's what it is to mm-hmm. me. Definitely. So, like, I have nothing against the, the Hager years. Sure. I just don't, that's not what I feel when I listen to that. I feel like it's, they're, you know, it's polished. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's poppier. If, if, oh, if, yeah. if you know what I mean? Definitely. You know, and Van Halen had a thing mm-hmm. for me. That's why I love them. That's not there with the Hager. Obviously, that's a great band with Hager. And Hager's mm-hmm. an amazing Again, front man and singer. Again, send your but. hate mail to <laughs> Eric Grossman lives at one, two, um, Eric Grossman at Joe Meyer. Joe Meyer, favorite Van Halen. <laughs> okay, yeah. Right, so this is funny. I again, as a child of the Sammy Hagar years, you know, honestly, the first album I bought from them that really, and this is this is you. I mean, you guys can make fun of me for this all you want. I get it. I, whatever. <laughs> can, can we I start was a now? Freshman in high school, so you know, like in nineteen seventy. Three years ago. Yeah, in, in like 1997, I remember getting. My second Van Halen album, which was Van Halen 2. And for some reason, I listened to that album. Vinyl or CD? CD at the time. And, yeah, and I, I, remember I never got into vinyl just, myself. Every, I think I listened to that album every night for like a year. Mm-hmm. And there was something about 2 like that really to me was like, I dug the cover. Mm-hmm. I dug the, the cover uh, of, of 2? Of of Linda Ronstadt's "You're No Good" because it was so weird. <laughs> the black and yellow guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I thought that was really weird. And well, the album cover, just the epic logo. Oh yeah, that was oh, just yeah, like, yeah. you know. But then, like, "Dance the Night Away," great song. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, DOA, beautiful still girls, one of my favorite. Yeah, women in love. Women in love yeah. Somebody get me a doctor. There was Light Up the Sky is a great song. Oh, dude, that, that was whole the album. Drummers, the, yeah. Every song on that record, man. Yeah. That, that dude, Dirty Face Kid in a Garbage Can yep. was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I want to be that Dirty Face Kid. <laughs> just that song that I like, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, what the? Oh, my God. Um, but that, there was something about two that really to me was like, and, and I think it, it's, this is one of those weird things that like about music that we, we all relate to and we all love. Is like when I still hear that, I still remember everything I thought mm-hmm. then. Yeah. And I'm like, I still remember like Dance the Night Away. Okay, I remember the mixer that I was at that I saw the chicks and I was like, eh, there's the chicks and dance. But like, that's that weird thing though. You know, dude, the, I, music can take you weird back. Thing it does. Is, you know, I have like a boner for the eighth song on both like Little Dreamer, which oh. is a weird oh, one. What yeah, a what great song. Song. That's, and, and then, and the, the, the bam, other bam, one bam, for bam, that bam. is, yeah. uh, is what's the one on two? Uh, what did you just say? It was women in love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, the one before Light that. Light up the sky. Uh, well, the, what? Uh, DOA. 
Yeah. Dead or Alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dead or uh, so so alive. it's all the weird ones that are like an yeah. A or F sharp. Those are like some of my like favorite Van Halen Just, songs. I mean, those songs, like, and, and, and two was kind of cool because, you know, when, you know, as we all, all go on, you always hear about the, the sophomore slump and you have, you know, 15 right. years to write the first one, but you have the, and you think like, when I listen to two, I'm just like, fuck, they pumped that. How, how long is two? It's like 33 minutes. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was the other brilliance of and, Van Halen is you never was like, is this record over yet? Like, it was over and you wanted more you, Van Halen. And I'll tell you yeah, this. Yeah. This Got is it. from a complete non-guitar player standpoint. Eruption, I get it. Fucking mm-hmm. one minute and 46 seconds that changed the world. But to me, like, I had a shitty acoustic guitar that my dad had from, like, the 60s. When I heard Spanish Fly, oh, yeah. oh my god, and that motherfucker doing yeah. all that shit on a fucking yeah. a shitty, acu- I was like, erupt what? Like yeah. who the what the fuck is? But that's this? what he was such a virtuoso. He could oh, do it all. God, just, dude, what what's the one where he's doing the trill and like, ding 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 ding? Jesus Christ! When yeah. I first heard that, like it's, he's got yeah. that note going, and at the same time, ding 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 ding. So fast, that's unbelievable. Dude, now I'll tell you, you were talking about the song, the Van Halen songs out of left field that kind of were secrets. Yeah, that one to me, love, 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 was. Like, you know, you had all this, these preconceived notions of Van Halen, and then you hear, yeah. and it's like, what is happening here? I don't know what this is, but this is incredible. Yeah. Like, she comes like a secret wind, walks tall as a mountain, something as a tree. <laughs> all right. If you could listen, if, if you could only listen to one Van Halen song, and then Ooh. it was going to be banned after that, what would it be? If it, if it was going to be banned, Whoa. no more Van Halen oh after that. This is it. God. One song. Okay, I, I, this is no, a hard this, question. This, I, I, I know it. what mine is. List the favorite out al- the the favorite album uh. and all this, but the song that's still to me, if I'm driving down the road and I turn on KC ninety five and it's five seconds of it, and still makes my hair just go whoosh, unchained. Mm. It's it's. <laughs> There's something about that tune. That, that opening the video, riff and the power. I mean, I remember that video was a live video, but that opening riff when on the Gary Sharon tour, that was the song they Dude, opened yeah. with. Well, like, the funny part about that whole thing was we toured with Extreme. Right. At, and they would sound check with like crazy Van Halen covers. Like they knew all those songs. Like That's Gary, awesome. they would do like Romeo Delight yeah. or they would do... Wow. Um, Dude, Nuno was one of the only cats who could do it. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. Like he, like that was, like Nuno is another one of those like guys who uh, is incredibly gifted, incredibly Unbelievable gifted player, man. Player. But tasteful player too. But his, like his kind of starting point was was Eddie Van Halen. Oh yeah. And then his he springboarded into something uh, you know other than that because mm-hmm. he's uh, because he's gifted. Cuz he's new. Um but like I would watch them play crazy Van Halen covers that I was like holy shit they're doing here about it later or well, like yeah, whatever and they would do them in sound check and they knew all that stuff. So when Gary joined that band, I was like, oh, this is... Makes sense. Of course. Yeah, and he could pull off both eras. And right, right. It, and he, yeah. he, he sounded really good. good. Yeah. yeah. I will never forget that show. You yeah. were there, too. It was an incredible show. And yeah. I, they opened with Unchained. And yeah. that was the first time I'd ever seen Van Halen. I, was, I remember the lights being out and then just... <laughs> 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 My hair just went like... 
<laughs> he had that like he had that like crazy antenna that was yeah. coming off the back of his That's guitar right. that kept his quick cable from from like coiling up. Yep. And I was like, "What is that thing hanging off his guitar?" And that's just another thing. That's that's a that's putting a Gibson pickup and a Fender guitar. That's like, well, if I have this antenna thing that sticks out the back of my guitar, my guitar cord won't get tangled up. Right. And it's like wheels turning. That yeah, was the tour that crazy. Alex was like, "If I put this neck brace on my <laughs> neck." <laughs> Terrible. So wait, wait, wait. Good uh, stuff. Uh, favorite Van Halen song? Oh, yeah. Go Ken. I'm still working. Not favorite, on it. but if you could only hear one song oh, again. Oh, that is a tough question, Eric. You've stumped me. Um, oh man, uh, it's hard to pick. There's so many great songs. Don't, um, look, don't look at the list. You're you're doing yourself a disservice by looking right, at the list. Right. Give me a second. Let me just go, uh, go from soul. your heart, Ken. Go from <laughs> oh, your heart. Man, I love so many of them. Let they it mean flow. So much. Don't think. Let it just flow. Uh, and why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I can't give you a why for mine, but I can give you the song. Yeah, you give me yours first. Okay. So, I mean, you know, those those tunes from Fair Warning have the best yeah. riffs, no doubt oh, about yeah, it. Yeah. But for me, it, it it goes back to Women and Children first, and it, it's a Cradle Will Rock. Mm-hmm. It just it's it just holds and, that place for me. That's man. a Van Halen song with no guitar on it. And the Cradle Will Rock? There's no guitar on that Really? Song. No way. That is a Hammond organ played through Marshalls. Really? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm not <laughs> kidding you at all. There's a guitar solo, isn't there? There's a guitar solo, okay. but there's the, the, wow. the is a Hammond organ played through Marshalls. Oh, my God. Played Can I change Eddie's my pick? Spray. Okay. I can't believe you didn't know that. I did not know okay. that. Yeah. A little Why bit would I know that? I would just and, assume. And when Jimmy they played, Griffin, it, when they played the it live, Mike... They made Mike play keyboards on that. Oh my really? god! Yeah, because they didn't want Eddie playing keyboards in front of people. Holy at that shit! Point. It's just the, the you know the lyrics. It's it's weird enough. It's weird that that you know like the iconic thing about Van Halen is the guitar, and that's why we're here tonight. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's the lyrics of that song. Yeah, it's that story. Yeah, you know. The new kid in town getting bullied and mm-hmm. the, the younger ex- generation swings. Yeah. All of that. It's, it tells a story. It tells a story about yeah. why we love Van Halen. For me, it's why Why do I love Van Halen? Because it's a big fuck you to my parents. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I love my parents. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah. you know, it's that whole thing. It's like, this is our band. Yeah. This isn't yours. This is ours. And and that story and that song is like, mm-hmm. I'm that kid, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is my band that's going to, you know, save I my life. I just sat down again. Was it when, it when it's love? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was little guitar. Oh, he he picked mine. <laughs> yeah. Man, I mean, no, it, actually, you missed it because J- Jimmy Jimmy yeah. threw some knowledge down at me that made yeah. my head explode. Yeah, you're gonna have to listen to the podcast to get it. <laughs> Son of a, I, it was <laughs> long. Listen and share, please. <laughs> okay, I won't. I won't. I won't retell it for the listeners. No, no, Joe will was, have to listen yeah, back. Yeah, it Great. Was, it was good. It was good. Man, somehow running with the devil is like sticking in my brain oh, yeah. as far as I mean, just. There you go. Not a bad choice. With that, I mean, just uh, just that uh, at the beginning, and just uh, when I was in the Navy, we were, I was listening to somebody, and uh, and Dave sings the lead. He's like, "God damn the Navy and all you lifers, I'm gonna tell you one time." I mean, we, if I could sing, we'd have a great band here. Right. Good, good thing Jimmy could sing, and you guys can play. I'll just I'll you shoot some sync. videos. I hope I got some photos. I hope I got far enough away from the mic for that. <laughs> no, That's hysterical. Like, I didn't blow out my ears, so I guess I'm all right. Well, all right. but uh, and then he at one point he was saying something like "Goodbye, am," and we're like, because we were on the ship, the America, and we're like, was he talking about the America? Wait, was Dave wait, in the wait, Navy? This is a Van Halen gig to ships. 
No, no, he was like he was like saying goddamn the Navy and uh, running with the devil and I'm like, what is he talking? Was he in the Navy? Did he <laughs> And I think he was. I oh, think he's alive on a- the on the record? On the record, on the song Running with the Devil, no, he's man, what? I, I he goes, think... God damn the Navy and all you lifers. I'm going to tell you one time. Jimmy. No. The, the, I, thought, I thought he was no. saying, God damn baby and his name is Apple Holy <laughs> shit. That's the interpretation of songs. I could I could have to- totally. I never got a name. I don't think that's what wait, 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 wait. I thought he was. I thought he was I like. I'm going to tell you one time. But like I, that, that, I get a that, that was aimed at the naval I, forces. I, I think because I we were like that's how we were interpreting. That. I mean, you wouldn't think that he would be fucking with the air force. No, no, but something. I think I don't know if Dave like was he a navy, in the navy brat or something or what. I Dave don't know. never served. In the I don't navy. fucking know, but that was my interpretation. Drugs at that point. <laughs> if he served, he was in the air force. Yeah, no doubt. What? Yeah, so that's the interpretation of songs, that's man. Amazing. That's I mean, amazing. I am totally listening to that tonight <laughs> but, to see to see if yeah. I can somehow hear but what you just said. I mean, that was our interpretation. That's what I picked up. I'm gonna go. It. I'm gonna go home and see if I, I can it. somehow twist it into no. being what you just no. said it was. I swear to God, that, well, that's what I heard. Man. Have you ever heard <laughs> the David Lee Roth soundboard? <laughs> no, I have not. So somebody found oh, yeah, the isolated vocals of that yeah. to where you can Holy. hit buttons that are just like, oh, yeah, and then it's like, oh, yeah, and then it's like. Fuck you, John Paul Jones. Yeah, and then it's like, Colin Powell. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. But you know what? I swear because, I mean, the Navy was like lifers was a big thing. Well, here's the I'm, thing. I'm swearing by it, Okay, man. here's I'm the thing. You should it. do what, what Joe just said because you can actually yeah. hear an isolated take yeah. of that exact line. And I'm going to be like, God. And you can, and you can hear it over and over that's again. That's one of the, one of the amazing me. things that's happened now in the computer age is you can isolate Eddie Van Halen playing mm-hmm. the guitar yeah right and you can also hear what's also amazing is the gigantic plate reverb that is placed mm-hmm. on like you like he will stop playing and be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> right. um but like you listen go back to as we talk about women and children first go back to loss of control mm-hmm. listen to the isolated track of that and whether you like punk rock or whether you like, no matter what you mm-hmm. like, you can't listen to that and go, that guy didn't mean that right. thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's brutal, yeah. you know? And, and it's not heavy metal, and it's not anything. Mm-hmm. It's just fast, and it's with passion. By the way, that's on my favorite record, just yeah. Well, like <laughs> Atomic Punk, yeah, yeah, yeah. or like songs like that. Yeah, it's that yeah. thing of, it's like... Yeah. Well, it, and there's another perfect example of Eddie that, like the chuka chuka chuka, chuka oh, yeah, like yeah. the whole beginning of Atomic Punk. Yeah, is is taking your hand, like anybody in the world could play Atomic Punk if they can go cha 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 cha. Mm-hmm. All what you have to do is strings? yeah, all you have to do is turn on an MXR Phase mm-hmm. 90 from 1973 because the new ones sound like shit. <laughs> And you go chuka 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 chuka, and you just move your hand yeah. back and forth on the strings. Uh-huh. He's not even playing any notes. Yeah, but that sounded ungodly. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. like that, and and that's that's not a, just not thing. fingers. Yeah. It's not he wasn't doing anything technical. Yeah. That was man, this kind of sounds cool. Yeah. When I brilliant. turn this pedal yeah. on, dude, yeah. the power Freezer. drill on pound cake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that who else was like, oh, shut up. 
Dude, Shut up. like that, you, that thing on like that album from like 2019 was awesome. <laughs> I, I got a question for Jimmy. Did we did we get everybody's favorite no, no, song? Oh no, we gotta get Joe. And then after that, What's I want to. I gotta. I gotta give a no, shout unchained. out to my sponsor. I, I said my song. Oh, oh yeah, oh, you he was first. Unchained? Actually, yeah, I wasn't even paying attention. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. It wasn't that important. I'm gonna listen back when I you know when I yeah listen to the podcast. He's just he's just a kid, man. I mean seriously. No one changed. Fucking great song. My favorite song, the Seventh Seal off of Balance. I like it. Was there an album called Balance? It was. You guys are. I mean, there's some interesting songs on that. Off the Twister soundtrack, it was killer. You guys should check it out. I got a question for Jimmy. Wait, we didn't get to my favorite song. We didn't. Did we didn't? Do you have one? Damn it. I don't know. <laughs> it's a hard question, Ice Eric. Cream, man. You bastard. You want no. the hardest oh, oh, question I, ever. You know Did what? I pick yours? Uh, no, I, I I would it would maybe be something off of one. Like like a little dreamer was mm. always a like a really dun, dun. big one yeah. for me. Great one, man. Um and then uh as weird as it is, uh hear about it later. How about like Ice the, Cream Man? The solo and hear about it later where it kind of Dude. bounces around. Yeah. Um so pick one, man. Yeah. Ain't talking about love. I mean, that's another oh, one that I could say. One. No, you're not. You're not. You're not going there. <laughs> I mean, pick one, Jimmy. All right, no, go ahead. Happy right. trails. What was your question? So uh, on the on the Frankenstrat, what the hell is the quarter for? Oh, he, dude, he was just doing stuff to throw people off. Like seriously, the okay. the, the so. only selection on that guitar that works is the humbucker. Like the neck pickup was was not even a functional thing; it didn't even work. And he just that was what he did. Like when you when you hear something like uh, "Hot for Teacher," uh, he actually played on a Flying V. Really, that he could switch a stock he, Flying V. Yeah, because he didn't have anything that's. Switch oh, pickups, the switchables. right, right. So he could do the on the middle or neck mm. instead of, and then mm-hmm. you know. So right. he had because all of his guitars had one pickup in the bridge, <laughs> and that was all. And the, the the other thing that he did was having a a bridge pickup that was connect, connected directly to a volume knob, and it went straight from the volume knob to the output of the guitar. Whereas a normal guitar would have a pickup and a pickup selector, right. which convolutes things, and then a volume knob and a tone knob and like all these other variants that would, and his pickups were screwed directly into the wood of the guitar, I about that. which which was a huge like like the and that was his part of his concept was the the less resistance between his hands Shortest pathway. and mm-hmm. that and those speakers was the the beauty of what happened when he did that and then and that's that's what i think is amazing you so, know so for anyone who doesn't know what i'm talking about he had a, a quarter like a coin like screwed into just above the bridge <laughs> yeah. on on the the red and yeah. you know the red and black uh-huh. and white stripe which was the black and white guitar originally yes so Here's a sto- here's a story he tells about like you know he was mm-hmm. he was a broke ass kid, and with all these ideas, and he goes down. What was what was the shop that made the bodies? It was boogie, boogie bodies. Boogie bodies. He went down to the boogie bodies place, and he's like, I I need to buy a strat body, and and uh, you know, and they, what are those? And the guy goes, Well, we can't sell you those. Those are seconds. And he's like, Well, what are seconds? He goes, Well, we can't sell those because they're not good wood. They mm-hmm. got knots, and it was. He's like, I'll take one, <laughs> twenty five bucks. He gets yeah. the wood for, and then he went and got a neck for another twenty five bucks. Yeah. That guitar's like a hundred bucks made, 
it's going to be probably be in the Smithsonian, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. Jesus, like all that, all that unbelievable music came from like a hundred dollar guitar. Yeah. Incredible. It's the plumber, not the tools. Just, Eric. <laughs> amen, brother. <laughs> amen, brother. Why do I spend so much money on instruments? <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, it's just looking at just what that meant to everybody, even, and I got to give a shout out to my sponsor, my, my good buddy, Dr. Mark Holland, who was, you know, I was talking to him early, early on. And I said, Mark, did you ever play any, any Van Halen tunes? He's like, fuck no, I couldn't do that. But, uh, but appreciation cruising around, you know, listening to Halen tunes. I mean, there's so many people, it, it just, even if you didn't, you weren't a huge fan, you listened. So I got to give a shout out to Mark. And, uh, if you need any chiropractic, Help, you know, you're headbanging too much or sitting behind a computer editing music or podcast. I'm too old to headbang. You know, but yeah, maybe you need to get, get those adjustments or do some <laughs> yoga, get the stretches in. But uh, yeah, shout out I to I can't even reach my knees. Throws me a couple bucks for the podcast and helps, you know, allows me to buy some soup and keep nourished. What was the name again? Dr. Mark Holland. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Jimmy. But, uh, <laughs> but look, I mean, hard question, Eric, like picking that one song. But uh, sure. I want to shift a little bit. I'm having a blast. You guys still having fun with this? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. But just the stories of how humble Eddie was. And I saw so many stories. You have one, Jimmy. We'll get to that in a minute. Right. But Great so story. many stories where somebody says, you know, Eddie's like after a show is in a bar that somebody's playing. They're like, oh, dude, you're my favorite. Would you sit in for the song? And like the guy sits in and plays like 30 minutes. And he's just <laughs> having so much fun. Or somebody that uh, another story I saw somebody was in a hotel getting ready for the show and they're blasting hailing music in the hotel and they get a knock at the door and they're just like, Oh fuck man. Hotel security's telling us to t- turn it down and all that. And it's Eddie Van Halen. And he's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> you know, and he's got the cigarette hanging out of his mouth. They're like, fuck dude, you want to hang out? And he's like, can we get a picture with you and your guitar? And you know, he's like, Hey, you gotta, but you gotta, you gotta get a picture with my cigarette. And like the dude hangs out with these guys for like 20, 30 minutes. He's I mean, the Bill Murray of guitar players. Yeah, absolutely. Great <laughs> analogy. Look, look, yeah. you know, Especially being for me a, a a kid of the '80s, sure. Like guitar players, and Jimmy's not like this, but guitar players like of that era were so self-important. Like you know, they like swagger, and I'm a badass, and and he was like he would just come out, and he was the opposite, big grin on his face, yeah. jumping around like a goofball, just genuinely <laughs> like the joy, the pure joy of being able to do what he what he did. It's inf- it was infectious, you know. Yeah. This is not a Corona joke. It was, it was like, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, social, we, we are so, we are, we are socially distanced here, but, um, you know, it's like he was the antithesis of, of the attitude of all these other lead yeah. guitar players. Dude, trust me, man. In the eighties, it was, you know, every guitar player thought they were the center of the universe. And then there's this guy. Like he is the center of the yeah. universe and totally humble. And that grin, man. He was yeah. Always, like, yeah. like he knew. Like he, I know, like I heard interviews with him. I, I say like a lot, don't I? I heard an interview with him five years ago. I say you know a lot. Okay. Well, we all got our thing. Like, like, you know. So five years ago, there, I saw an interview that he gave. And even, even then, it, you know, he's an icon. He was so humble and, you know, told everybody like, he just felt blessed, you know, mm-hmm. like, and it, it's not that lip service that you hear everybody say, oh, I'm, I'm blessed. 
like Kanye says he's blessed. Nobody thinks Kanye believes he's blessed. He thinks he is a blessing. Mm-hmm. But here's this guy who's an, a cultural icon who yeah. literally feels like it's just a gift that he got to do this, and mm-hmm. he's so thankful. And so, and it came out when he was playing, came out when he was performing. Yeah. He never lost that. It's pretty the same there thing he had cool, when he had no money. Yeah, there was a cool post by uh, one of the ladies who was like one of his nurses, and she was like, you know, in the last year of his life, I got to go give him three months of treatment, and she's like, you know, the first day I was there, I was like. Okay, I'm here. I am with the guitar god, and she's. I don't remember her the story, but she wrote like within a week. She was like, she didn't even remember that, and she was like, here was this guy that every day I showed up to give him treatment mm-hmm. was just smiling, laughing, asking about me, curious about my story. Mm-hmm. You know, like somebody would come by with like a. a like a puppy dog for him to pet while he would, and he would just be sitting there ear to ear, holding up the dog, petting the dog, laughing, telling stories. And she goes, it was every day for three months that he was like that. Wow. She goes, he was never not like that. Mm-hmm. She was never in a bad mood and all that. And it's like, you know, I mean, I'm sure, you know, we've could have read a hundred stories or we've known guys who've had stories, you know? And, uh, I, I don't, recall ever hearing one where somebody was like man fuck that guy right. like i don't ever mm-hmm. i don't or or hearing one like my buddy ran you and fuck that right. i don't remember hearing that i always remember hearing like the opposite like yeah i think he probably had too much to drink and he talked to me for like eight hours and it's like <laughs> that's incredible like he came to my house and we had dinner yeah, yeah i mean like that's fucking eddie van hill yeah, that's pretty yeah. amazing yeah. you know i mean but I think being that humble and I mean, that was one of the things being on that stage, it was uncomfortable for him. So it was, you know, self-medicating. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's a kind of a shyness that you see, even yeah. though even though he's rambunctious, yeah. he's rambunctious and jumping around oh, like man. that I mean, that grin. Did you guys you know? read Valerie Bertinelli's like tweet about his death? I, I mean, did dude, I did not. It's like unbelievable where she was like, I'm glad I could be there with you in your final minute. And, you know, though we had, it was something where she was like, though we had our troubles, I'll see you again in paradise, my love. Mm. And it's one of those things that you just sit there and you're like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, there was obviously something there that was like the thing that he struggled with for all those years. Uh, and you, you know, like, you read Sammy's book and even the, the tour that they did in like 2004, 2005, yeah, yeah. when he was like the samurai bun and the fucking like losing his mind. Like, like there was always shit going on, you know, but like, I think that was that part of him though, that was the same guy that would carve his initials into the 63 Strat or be like, I'm going to fucking drill my shit into a board or I'm going to fucking rip shit out of here. And no one's done it because I don't give a fuck, you know, I mean, well, that's, um, when I, uh, when I first started doing this, when I would go out at night to go play, my mom would say, play nice, and you should smile more. And I was like, no, mom, smiling is not, that's not cool. Right. Rock and and I and I would make a point to not do that. And the older I've gotten and the more that I've played, it's easier to let that out. And it it's more natural. Sure. For me at this point, and people, 
respond to the, the like I I love that you are having fun doing what you're doing and I wish I could have tapped into that earlier and I think that's part of what's beautiful about Edward is he was always able to there was there was never any like well I'm going to be this guy or I'm going to no be pretense. Keith Richards or I'm going to be I'm going to be this guy you know like he was always Edward Van Halen dude always, there was a great you know. clip of someone shared of him on Letterman oh of him on Letterman in 85 uh-huh. and it was like Steve Jordan Paul Schaefer you know Will Lee and like and like he's sitting in with the and this this is 85 uh-huh. this is after jump and hop and he's yeah. just like hanging out yeah. and Paul Schaefer's like oh, okay David like a special <laughs> guest and like you know he's sitting there and he uh-huh. introduces and he kind of looks at him He's smiling. He's kind of like looking yeah. down, right. and he just does one of those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. And like, you're just like, and he's like smiling, looking. Yeah. And then like when the band starts playing, though, like they play an instrumental version of Panama. Yep. And like Steve Jordan's playing drums and shit. They're not. They're not playing anything like they're, but like they're hitting different fills. And he's just looking <laughs> at the band, just fucking like. Yeah. Every time someone hits a fill, he's looking at him. He's like. You know, he's smiling, he's like yeah. laughing, and you just sit there and you're just like, "Yeah, I guess I'm fucking." Dude, it's it's it. it's oozing out yeah. of him, and yeah. that's eighty five. Yeah. The guy was the, a Tyrannosaurus Rex yeah. then. Yeah, he, just, he was never jaded. Yeah, no, he no. was the opposite of Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like I watched the uh, Dave set. was born jaded. Yeah, I watched that Saturday Night Live performance. I don't know what year it was. Oh, with G.E. Smith. G.E. Smith yeah. and Valley Bertinelli, I guess, was hosting. Yeah. And she's my best friend, Eddie. And he was just like him. And and back in the day, I thought G. Smith was kind of cheesy. But I, love I, G. Smith, I didn't know man. anything. But now I'm like, whoa, he was fucking good. Oh, yeah. And just them two riffing and just uh, reacting and all that. Yeah. It was like, this is freaking cool. And I and I watch Saturday Night Live all the time. The but I, walk right I don't remember him. it. Yeah. But it was it was cool to see. And you could just tell he was just just enjoying the hell out of it. And they were just jamming. It was cool. You know, there was a funny story. The musical guest that night for the Valerie Bertinelli mm-hmm. show was the Robert Cray Band. Whoa. And there was an interview that Robert Cray at one t- at point put out because, like, that was, like, the big record of his. And, mm-hmm. like, he, and, and, like, there he is on SNL with fucking Eddie Van Halen. And he yeah. was, like... I was like, what the fuck? And he goes, and the two songs we played. And he's like, there was Eddie right in the wing watching. That's awesome. And was like, that was fucking great. You guys are fucking yeah. great. That was, and I'm just like, well, what yeah. a weird pressure that yeah. would be, you know? Like, so that was yeah. like Strong Persuader. And, yes. Yeah. yeah, that was, yeah. Well, even when he was just hanging out with Wolfgang and going to see like Tremonti's band and all that. Yeah. It's just like how how would that be? Like Eddie Van Halen is in the audience checking out your band. Did you, you see that same as that famous uh, Instagram photo that this kid? It's at a Tool concert, uh-huh. and they're just like stage left in the first. And some kid he's taking a picture uh-huh. of some kid with the stage, and the kid doesn't even know he asked Eddie to take his picture. Yeah, yeah. Like you <laughs> gave your camera, hey, Mister, can you Holy take a picture shit. of me with the stage behind? Yeah. And it's freaking did you, Eddie Van Halen. Did you see the Terry oh. Welty story? I did not. No, oh, did. Terry's was awesome. He like. Had to take uh, Terry worked for Geezer Butler for years, and and was taking this guitar to Tony Iommi to uh, uh, to get ready for the show, and um, 
Wolfgang and Edward are in the dressing room and Terry walks in and he says, uh, who orders the black SG? And everybody kind of uh, laughs. And he goes, <laughs> he looks at Wolfgang and he says, hey man, would you sign, uh, this is Terry Welty. And he says, would you sign my guitar? And, and Wolfgang's like, yeah, I'll do that. Do you want my dad to sign it too? And he goes, who's your dad? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? <laughs> so maybe he wasn't joking about who ordered the black no, SG. No, no, it was awesome. Yeah. I, thought, I thought that was yeah. great story. Yeah, it's given, I, mean, I mean, Wolfgang, wow, that, that kid, I can't wait to hear his album. Apparently he's got one in the can. I mean, yeah. it's like five years he's been working on it. That's oh, the problem with having your own studio. You just keep working. and That's the blessing about having your own studio. Blessing <laughs> and a curse. I mean, you know, at some point you want to hear it. Yeah, I mean, man, you better get his album out soon because otherwise, how's he going to feed his family? I I just hope he, yeah, like we said, puts out, you know, we hear some of those archives. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was, I I think one of the cool things was, you know, Sammy Hagar said today that he finally had said that over the last like eight or nine months that him and Eddie had actually Mm -hmm. been in contact. And like they had like, reconciled yeah. and been like, dude, you know, love fest. Like, I love you, man. I love you, man. You know, that's cool. And, and, and like, they had totally come to a really, but like they had agreed. Don't tell anybody yeah. because the minute you say something, everyone's gonna be like, Oh, reunion, reunion, reunion. Mm-hmm. So they were like, don't say anything. And then, you know, they, Sammy said he, he knew Eddie wasn't in good health. Right. So that they also were like, don't say anything and because... Dave's been saying that for like six months. Yeah. And and Sammy said one of those things, like there was an interview today that him and Michael Anthony filmed where Sammy had said like, I text, we were texting and every, everything was cool. And he goes, a week ago I texted him and he didn't reply. Mm. And he goes, I, I knew, he goes, from our texts over the last eight months, something, was, something went right. Mm. And he goes, and I texted again like three days ago. And he goes, and I didn't hear back. And he goes, I just put my phone down and I thought, this is it. See, I, I, you I, know. I'm getting sick of these like really famous people that are dying and not telling us that they're dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Neil, the, you know, the Neil Peer Neil thing Peer, yeah. is, is, is like, I think wherever they are, they should give us a week. <laughs> and they should let us amass... Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, 50,000 people showing up to go, it's not going to cure cancer. Yeah. But it's, it's, and maybe the, the hardest part about the whole thing is when it comes down to it, they're just people just like us. Right. Mm -hmm. But I feel that a, Part of them should have that Viking funeral yeah. that yeah. they've had, that they've lived through their the, whole lives. The Irish wake. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where yeah. there's like, holy shit, there's fucking fifty thousand people outside my hospital room. Yeah. It, even if this isn't gonna happen and I'm not gonna pull through this, this is this is the way I live my life. This is yeah. the way I'm gonna go out. And those people would be able to celebrate and again, that's you know they're human beings, and right. they deserve their privacy, and mm-hmm. they and they and they should be able to go in the way they want to go. But I think if they go, you got a week, 
people would show up and it would be fucking awesome. Man, yeah. Yeah, I, I wish, yeah. Yeah, but you know, people like that, they wouldn't want to be seen like that. Oh, yeah. 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 No, they don't have to be seen. They, 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 don't have to, they don't have to be seen. They don't have to come to the window? Nope. They don't have to do anything. They just have to just know some, that it's happening. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Mm. They deserve it. You know. do. Yeah, yeah I, I think that was, a, you know, there's, there's the shocking ones. I hope Keith Richards comes to my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Richards may live forever. You know, this is a funny story. Uh, we'll be the our friend there. Brian Hanneman said this to me years ago when all of this started happening. When Prince and Bowie and Petty, Petty. and Glenn Fry, when all those were happening. And I said, man, this, this is rough. And he goes, man, it's only going to get worse. Because they're all 70. Yeah. Time is, yeah. our heroes have gotten old. Yeah. And I thought to myself, no, shit. You're right. Like, you're, I mean, and, you know, you, when you think about the guys that are the stones, that are like 80. They're almost as old as Eric. <laughs> I look pretty good, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, for my age, anyway. But like Pete Townsend and Daltrey and yeah. McCartney, Ringo. Yeah. Sweet Clapton. kids. Although Paul McCartney's probably going to live to be 105 and yeah. still be playing. I mean. His diet. That vegan diet. Yeah, hope. I mean, but it's like, it's, it's one of those things that you sit there and you go, boy, it's, it's true. But these are the ones, though, that are But he was only 65. Hard. Yeah. But Eddie because was only 65, man. He's 65. Petty was 67. Mm-hmm. Prince was 60. Yeah, but that was... Yeah, that like Michael, Jackson. Are, Michael Jackson was 50-something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those are the ones that no matter what are like... Yeah. Eh. Like even Bowie, cancer. Mm-hmm. Like It's like... Yeah. You know, it, it would be one thing if, you know, if, if it's like, you know... Fucking Chubby Checker checks out today at 91. Mm-hmm. Like, you might still be sad, but you'd be like, fuck 91, wave the flag. Yeah. But when you hear, like, Edward Van Halen, 65. Yeah, yeah. but he he would have, to be Eddie Van Halen, he wouldn't have wanted to be 80 and be not Eddie Van Halen. It's true. <laughs> and he to... lived all 65 years oh, yeah, exactly yeah. like imagine. Eddie Van Halen. Oh, shit. He started, you... like, drinking at... Smoking at twelve. Yeah. Did you guys ever hear the Fred Durst story? No, this I don't was, I want just, to do that. <laughs> I just read this. There's another, another legend. This is this is fucking amazing. Yeah, I Fred never, Durst I never, dies. Will the forest? Uh, you so know, this is after this is after the Hagar years, and this is be- before the Gary Sharon. Apparently, they were at a party together, and Fred Durst is fucked up and is like, "Hey, man, how about the world's best guitar player?" And apparently, this is a quote: "Come jam with the world's shittiest band." <laughs> Talking and about so Eddie Van Halen was like, okay. And so he grabbed an amp, grabbed some guitars, and went over to the Limp Biscuit rehearsal space Fucking and set up, Eddie and they Van fucking Hale. jammed. And the story was from people that knew Eddie was he was like it was fucking awful. It was, and he even said something like, it was like being a college doctorate in a room of preschoolers <laughs> and he was he got so mad he just left holy shit well he apparently had called fred durst then the next two days being like I, i'm gonna come over i need to come over and get my fucking shit <laughs> he left his shit there no return phone calls so, they're sold eddie shit eddie apparently owned this 
or I guess who knows if he's he apparently owned this illegal like Hummer with a gun mount <laughs> on the back, like a military gr- and drove that clear across LA to their house and drove on their front lawn. And Fred Durst and all the people in the house confirmed the story by saying that Fred Durst answered the door to Eddie Van Halen holding a gun to him saying, get my shit now, motherfucker, and bring it out to the car. And then then Fred Durst just said, go get his fucking shit, guys. And and then there's three guys that brought out the amp, the guitar, and Eddie Van Halen put the gun away, got in the car, just sped off. And I'm like, I hope to God that that is a true story. Amazing. I hope beyond anything there that that is a true story. Multiple sources that have said that's it. fantastic. True story, but. <laughs> yeah, see, look I, at here's uh, the thing is like I, only Fred Durst can piss off Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Only. <laughs> I didn't. I, in in doing this, I didn't want to go past 1984, and I know that you love the the Hagar years, <laughs> um, but there are, there's definitely some stuff towards the middle and the end of our story that's not as amazing as the front sure, of our sure. story. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's and that's with anybody. Yeah. That's it's it's not just Edward Van Halen. Um uh but that like that's the beauty of the genesis of his thing is nothing can eclipse what where he started. Oh yeah. You know right. Like if Hendrix would have made a record in 1984 that had chorus and reverb all over it, we'd still be listening to "Are You Experienced" and "Axis Boldest Love." Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, the same yeah. way we're we're listening to the old Van Halen yeah, yeah. records right now. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to share your Van Halen story? Or? Uh, for anybody that doesn't like me on Facebook. <laughs> um, well, you know, now it's the audio version's a little oh, different. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. a little something, something, something. Yeah, so we were, <laughs> uh, Frank and I were flying to Los Angeles, and it was, uh, it was, they were about to play three shows here. And I don't know what year that was exactly, but they were playing three shows at Riverport, whatever year that was. And uh, we were sitting in the, in the terminal, and I saw Sammy Hagar and he was walking with Michael Anthony and they were walking that way and they were like see you guys in a couple of days and I turned my head the other way and I see the people that he's speaking to is (laughs) Edward and Alex and they were walking towards us like oh my god this is crazy (laughs) And there was an entire terminal full of chairs. And the only two chairs where no one was sitting, which was probably because people didn't want to sit by us because we looked (laughs) weird, was right there. It was was less than that far away. Yeah, yeah. And Eddie Van Halen sat down that far away from me. Right across from you? Directly across from me. Two feet. Yeah. Or no, no, four feet. Yeah. Like I it wouldn't be social distance. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I could have kicked him in the in the shin. Yeah. And he sat there. Alex sat there. Frankie was sitting here. Their guy was checking them in. And I sat there for a couple of minutes and, and just thought, I'm not going to 
I don't want to say anything because it's nine o'clock in the morning. I'm sure he's been awake all night. I don't want to mess with him. And then what set in was him looking at me being a, like I was dressed like I play the guitar, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and to play the guitar in that era and not acknowledge Edward Van Halen would be a colossal jerk move. Mm So I pictured him looking at me going, who the fuck does this guy think that he is to not acknowledge Edward Van Halen? And it overcame me and and I I had my carry-on bag and I had CDs and I had a a disc player and and I had a fair warning disc and I just pulled it out and I just kind of held it right about here and it was like... (laughs) Hey, why don't you have the new one? <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was how it started. Yeah. And uh and he and I said something to him and he was like, "What?" I was like, "No, I this this my I like this record a whole bunch. I share the new one." And he <laughs> like, "What?" Like every everything I said, he did uh, the first time I said it, he did not hear Uh. whatever I said. And I wish I remembered more of the conversation. And Frank was there, and and Alex, and they we were all talking. And um, and no one else in the 150 people that were in the terminal approached them and was like, Holy, that's Eddie Van Mm -hmm. Halen. Um, and Alex Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and we just like made small talk and went back and forth and, and it was great. And he was super cool. Like there was no, you know, anything weird. And I, I told him, I was, I was like, man, you huge reason why I like playing the guitar. That's cool. And, um, and I shook his hand yeah. and like, I'm gotta be almost a foot 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 taller than he is and his hand was the size like yeah wow you know and uh it was it was great and it was five minutes uh but it was five minutes when he could have been a complete jerk Mm -hmm. and he was not you know and that's no they were both like every it was super cool dude you gotta tell my favorite part though is what he said to you about the first class. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> in the background. For yeah, too. yeah. They 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 wound up getting our first class seats that we had bumped up to. Yeah. And they had not checked checked in yet. Yeah. Prior to us. And you're thinking there. like, so, fuck. Yeah. Well, the they Van were Halen like, well, and we do that. We would do this frequently, and yeah. I would wind up sitting next to some businessman from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. While I was slamming vodka and chain smoking in first class back in <laughs> back 1990, in day, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah, <laughs> when he could smoke on airplanes was great. And uh, I love so it. so anyway, we we had checked in and and we had bumped up to first class and and uh, we were standing in line. We're like, oh, they're boarding first class, and we got up and and Eddie and Alex went on the plane. And we were standing right behind them. They were like, you guys aren't first class. Anymore. <laughs> it, was, it, it wasn't them. It was it was like the the, the, the like the gatekeepers those guys. Yeah, and the and the gate people didn't know who they were either. Yeah, yeah. They were just like those guys got your tickets. Yeah, I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> 
So then yeah. as we were walking through the plane and I have my carry on over my shoulder and, and we're walking past the first class section and, and Eddie looked up and he was like, you get the first class next time, man. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and and, I, mean, I, and I couldn't bumped. think of anyone more, you know, yeah. rightfully, justifiably yeah. bumping me back to Dude, coach. Dude, seriously, if you would have ended up with the first class, you'd have given it up for him anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'd be like, yeah. Oh, I'm so I'm going to give yeah. up my, Eddie Absolutely. Van Halen is back there. He should yeah. be sitting here. Yeah. That's and a great story. Yeah. Well, final <laughs> thoughts. Alex. Any final thoughts? Any, um, you know, what the band meant to you, what Eddie meant? Oh, man. I mean, they were... The definition of, you know, it, it's the joke I said to you the other day. It's like I, I always kind of you know, have this joke about this pandemic time where I feel like everything mm-hmm. is going to be narrated by a PBS guy that's like, and then the musicians played in neighborhoods to where people danced. But I feel like when I look about Van Halen, I feel like it's like, if I told you there was a time that rock and roll bands ruled the earth the size of dinosaurs, would you believe? Yeah, and they epitomized yeah. that. Mm-hmm. They were the epitome to me of the larger than life in every single way rock band. They were the band that as a kid, I was like, if I could even get halfway as close as that one day, I'd be the happiest dude on the face of the earth. I mean, they, it's, that was it. They were the definition of just mighty. I don't think there was a band that will ever be as mighty as Van Halen. Right on. Eric? Yeah, well, this has been, I'm so glad we did this because for the past two days, I've been so incredibly sad. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, we've been losing a lot of a lot of people, and and you know, I get I get sad because yeah. these are these people mean everything to us. But this is the worst one for me, and and I don't know that there will be anybody else that that will affect me the way losing Eddie has. Um, but I I so I posted a video on my Facebook page. It's me when I was in Case Choice and we're playing an arena. We're headlining an arena mm-hmm. in Belgium or the Netherlands. It's 12,000 people and the video is taken from behind me. And um, there's a part in the song where I move to the front of the stage and I'm playing by myself. And then that part ends and the lights kick on and you, and you see all the people. And I'm telling you, at that moment, after... 25 years of playing and working my tail off to get there I was thinking Van fucking Halen that's what this is wow it wasn't of course but for me yeah that's your right yeah like I could have thought I could have I could have thought about anything but if this is like I'm I'm fucking Eddie Van Halen (laughs) even though I'm a bass player they um you know like like Joe said they epitomized what it meant to be a rock star they didn't you know, they floated on air as far as I was concerned. And as a kid of the 80s and in the hairband era, that is what we aspired to be. That was the bar. And mm-hmm. nobody could meet that bar, but that's what, that's what you were going for. So this is monumental. Um, this can't be eclipsed in my mind. And uh, I'm just thankful that in all the millions of years we've been around, I got to exist at the same time as Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, right on. Jimmy? <laughs> Oh, man. It's so hard because being a guitarist and being so influenced by 
everything that he did mm-hmm. um, not only as a guitarist uh, but as a sonic explorer <laughs> um, and as a you know just a conduit of sound um, and it wasn't the notes and it wasn't the attack it was the wherewithal to think that he could do it and that was the beauty of the whole thing was the blind love for making noise (laughs) you know and he did it so amazingly Um, and with just complete reckless abandon and joy and that's that's what that's what we all want to find mm-hmm. in music is is freedom and an expression and that's what Eddie Van Halen is to everybody yeah yeah you know and that's that's all I got it's, I, that's I, cool, I love man. him I love him so much yeah I love yeah, him so yeah. much yep dude I, I, I you reminded me of even both reminded me of talking about that it's the other night I was listening to Diver Down and I flipped over that the back of the record and the back of the record is that picture of the four of them on stage in just front of that ocean of humanity mm-hmm. to where they look like ants uh-huh. and there's like this open bowl stadium of 50,000 whatever the hell it was and I remember like if there was one picture that summed up everything about Van Halen to me. Uh, that's it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, these yeah. four dudes that were just these tiny little dudes on this stage playing to this just like fucking endless chamber of humanity that were losing their mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm like, yeah. that picture on the back of Diver Down to me was like all of it summed up in one photo, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, to me, it's it's all about the connection, and that's what with this podcast, um, you know, connection to the art, and just listening, you know, over the years to the cassettes and you know the albums that my neighbors lent me, and just going, uh, you know, my my cousins the O'Keefe's, just my cousin Joe O'Keefe was a huge Van Halen fan, and seeing some shows with him, mm-hmm. and just uh, we look at, you know, we talk about music being the soundtrack of our lives, and when we listen back to some of these tunes how it brings us back to moments and you remember, oh, you know, this moment I was, you know, I had uh, uh, four unlawful carnal knowledge in my car when I didn't set the gear shift and my car almost rolled down a hill. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, that's what I was jamming to. So when I, when I hear some of these songs, it takes me back to that moment or watching my cousin Joe and his friend, uh, his friend Dan, just like air guitaring, like complete fools at a concert mm-hmm. and just loving, you know, every moment of that. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just those connections. And it's I the think soundtrack of your life, man. It absolutely is, man. So it's just like having that and just being my favorite band and subscribing to their, the Inside magazine when I was a kid and all oh, that. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> you, you know, it's just cool, man. So yeah, that, those connections for me. And it's just like I'll forever be connected to that band. And although I've never... You know, never met Eddie Van Halen. It's just like I feel like I, I knew him. 
Yeah. So yeah, it's you know my my wife stuff. my wife said it really great to me yesterday. <laughs> she's not a musician, never has been. Mm-hmm. She, she's you know she loves rock and roll. Yeah. And I said to her, I, w- I was leaning against the counter in our kitchen, and uh, I said, to her, I'm having a really hard time with this. This is really affecting me. And she said, I know it's like losing a friend. Mm. Yeah, 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 man. It's that connection. We loved him. Yeah, yeah he he loved us, man. Yeah, he yeah. did. You I know, know he did. As you alluded to earlier, Ken, yesterday was my birthday, and yeah. I said the best birthday gift I could ever have is that social media was literally a Van Halen love fest for 24 yeah. hours for a negative reason. Right. But just that was the Eddie, greatest yeah. birthday gift I could, yeah. was to open up every social media thing and just see nothing but Edward Van Halen. Uh-huh. Was like. Dude, th- I, this was better than any birthday present I could have fucking asked for. Like, yeah. hey, here's this lost interview. Here's him on fucking. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you, Eric, for uh, you planted the seed of talking about music, having Joe along, and you're uh, it's your second podcast with me, Jimmy, the second one as well. Thank you for hosting. And Joe, thanks for now becoming thank part of my, my yeah. podcast family. Thank you, man. man. Thanks so much, Ken. This is great. This is, this great. is yeah, incre- love you guys. This incredible therapy. Yeah, I love yeah. you too, buddy. Right. Thank you, man. Skies. But you were young and bold 